I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone and computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all your other favorite streaming services. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And Everything you need to make a podcast is in just one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tell them the Black Guy Wrestling Podcast sent you. Well, now you're going to have to play it from your phone now. So What's that? The intro, because i got to record the episode just in case. Oh, snap. Damn, uh, I, I got some good. Well, y'all already got the text. Y'all already got the sound bite. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I had I threw some money into it. I made a lot of phone calls for it. Took me a mean minute to get it too. <laughs> Told you I've been working underground, man. So I let I let Nick play the audio clip for y'all. This was a big one, man. It was, this was a big, a big one. one. Fifteen hundred dollars worth of big 15, one. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. I gotta let me pull it up real quick. <laughs> Y'all ready? Oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for you know it. what it is. I know what it is. You know what it is. <laughs> hey, Black Guy Wrestling Podcast. It's the Dead Man. And I need y'all to play that next episode. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how in the fuck you got that shit. <laughs> I'm still like, yo, is that really him? Hold on, let me see if I can find that shit. Uh, hey, yeah. look. I was in the fact that I could do the voice was, was good enough for me, man. Yeah. Oh, that was him. Oh, yeah, that was him. Oh, yeah, you ain't noticed? I, I noticed. Once he did that, I was like, this <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to volume 40. 40. 40. Oh. In the building. That fucked up. <laughs> nah, fuck all that. Cause I'm about to break bread in this bitch. <laughs> hey, look, we had to do something big for volume 40. Oh, hey, man. Eventually we'll get there. Eventually we'll get Tinker on the show. But for the meantime, you got me. <laughs> but it's me, the poetic crippler, Scotland Osbury. It's your boy, El Chiquito. Coming in third is no low green. Last but not least, well, talk louder. Second to last but not <laughs> least is the all flats, 
ass gotta be fat. Mm-hmm. Your boy, the assassin, D Mac. And gentlemen, we have a special co host. We don't do guests in this, in this building, we do co hosts. Co hosts in this bitch. Now, let me just preference by saying. When I got into wrestling Twitter, you know, the first thing I wanted to do was just follow everybody that was black. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sue me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I came across this page, this young brother that we got on the show. And when I say he became my favorite person to watch tweet, because my man be going off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Unapologetic, real. Some of the you just don't see him wrestling Twitter like that. No. He keeps it real all the damn time. A hundred. All the time. A hundred. <laughs> he is going to be hosting the upcoming podcast, Curtain Call, coming out in, I believe, January 2020. Is we personally cool? can't wait for it. Can't wait for that shit. Ladies and gentlemen, our co-host from Volume 40, Lorenzo, hey. in the building. What's going on, man? Man, what's up? What's up, man? What's going what's on? Up, you know, what's good, man? Yeah. What's good? Hey, what up, bro? Hey, look, man. We were very excited about having you. You are, uh, I guess, when we started this, we were like, yo, we got to get Lorenzo on this show at some point. <laughs> and here we are. You know what I mean? We got a, a lot of moves to make. Everything good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you sure? yeah, all right, cool. I was just looking at shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Oh, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Boom. Google Podcasts, Boom. Spotify, Boom. Stitcher Radio, Boom. And Anchor. Boom. And salute to the Pod Dealers family. Absolutely. That's fam. And of course, we need y'all to you know, send us some feedback, send us some love. So please leave a five-star lowdown review on Apple Podcasts. Screenshot it. And we'll read it out. We'll give you a shout out right here on the podcast. Right here. It ain't that much. It ain't that something. Y'all know y'all want to be known. <laughs> let, right. let, let, let's make you somebody. Please. So. You're over here being a nobody. You know what I mean? You know I don't. Mean? Be seen. Can you really? You know what? I feel like it'd be uh, appropriate for this episode to call it the lowdown. The lowdown. Oh, absolutely. I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> you want it? <laughs> you want it? I'm fucking with it. The, the lowdown. All right, cool. I'm fucking with it. But before we get to our usual spills in with the trust me, there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot. Brother Lorenzo, man, we gotta start with you, man. Um, have you been a wrestling fan all your life, bro? I definitely. From from day one, I think of like remembering anything, remembering life. Um, you know, we nineties kids, right? So growing up with the TV in front of us, um, you know, that square circle was something that was just always on my television. Um, if I could provide just a little bit of background, uh, my father, uh, who I'm named after, uh, was born in uh, Durham, North Carolina. Mm. And uh, as we know, back in the day, that was real heavy Jim Crockett territory. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so, you know, him kind of growing up within that, you know, in those circles, always going to the shows and things like that, NWA, that type of stuff. Um, by the time, you know, he came up to Philadelphia for good. Um, I think it was just something that, like, he just shared with me, you know? And just from day, it basically was, like, the first sport we watched together. I basically ended up falling in love with baseball, and that was kind of, like, my choice of uh, sport. Like, my first love, you could say, growing up. But um, I'm sorry, your Phillies ain't shit. That was in the home, you know, combat sports in general, boxing, even down to, like, I don't you know, like karate and kung fu tournaments on ESPN2 back in the late 90s. Straight up. Like that, hey, Lorenzo, um, not, not to cut you off. Uh, you know, real 
really, really, really implemented into like our family structure and something that we all just always, you know, did with each other, watch the matches, going to matches and things like that. So absolutely. Hey dog, this no low. I just ain't, I ain't want to cut you off. Well, I tried to, but it's all good. <laughs> um, how about them Phillies this year, dog? How how you feel? Man, <laughs> that baseball team is too talented to have not at least been a wild card team this year. I felt like we have been managed uh, really with soft hands when it comes to Gabe Kapler. Like Gabe Kapler, you know, he's this guy. He's you know he's played with Boston, been to the World Series, um, but he still has a lot to learn when it comes to the managerial position. Um, especially for the Philadelphia Phillies. It's a really tough job. Um, a lot is expected of you ever since, you know, Charlie Manville was here and we won in 2008 and, you know, winning consecutive divisional titles are called consecutive pennants, uh, might I add, in 2008, 2009. But, yeah, I man, he, had to, he had to get up out of there. He had to get up out of there. I hey. Joe Girardi around here. Oh, you need Joe? That's who you want. <laughs> I think it's realistic. I, I I I I take Joe Girardi. You know he managed the Yankees. They spanked us, you know, in '09, and you know they were pretty successful with Joe. So I I you know if he if he wants the job, I think he can handle it. He he was a Yankees manager, so of course he could be a Phillies manager. All right, I feel you. I feel you. Well, I'm about to move this because I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about my Braves and what happened to them. And how that went, so I was here when that happened. I know you. I was here. I was here. I wouldn't talk about that shit either. Yo, absolutely wild. Well, yeah. Plus, the only baseball player I recognize is the Brooklyn Brawler. You know, cheers, cheers up, cheers up the Brawler. You know what I mean? Cheers up the Brooklyn. Cheers up the Brooklyn Brawler. You know what I mean? Pat Patterson in their love. But um, <laughs> but uh. So if I'm not mistaken, you actually attended school at Full Sail University, correct? Absolutely. Uh, yes, I attended Full Sail uh, between the years uh, of 2000, end of 2011 until about 2016. Oh, so you? Oh, so, oh, so, so he you, knows? He knows Papa Paul. You know? You know? Did you know Pops Paul? Okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, like I said, you, you went there. You said late 2011, so NXT wasn't popping yet. But you not were, yet, really early, really yeah. early, man. Now, now, when you were um, when NXT started going, was that another influence to stay at Full Sail? You know what I mean? Like that's where NXT is based out of. Did you hope, like, yo, maybe I can make a make some type of connection out there? Yeah, man, uh, I can start in a few places. So originally, I attended Chestnut Hill College, which is a very, very, very small Catholic liberal arts school. Mm. Uh, really right on the city limits, right before you leave the city of Philadelphia. Um, and I went there for my freshman year, but I felt really uh, just landlocked. You know, I felt like I wanted more opportunities. I wanted to do more things in the city. I wanted to do more things across the country. Um, and so I attended Full Sail as an online student. Um, I had some considerations about being on campus, um, but the only way I really wanted that to happen is if I became what I wanted to do was essentially be a, a intern or, you know, some type of, like, writer for NXT. Mm, okay. And 19-year-old me, those were my aspirations. Um, I made visits down to Full Sail, seen the facility, the performance center, the whole nine. Even went down for, like, several shows, you know what I mean, when I would just get free tickets. Damn! Um, but I saw <laughs> as my time at Full Sail progressed, that... Uh, when it came to the internships, right? When it came to those writer positions, 
Um, they want Tiz, and I guess we can still say, uh, still want it to this day, but they're kind of picking us up in ones and twos, and we can get into a little bit of that in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. They basically want people who don't necessarily look like us and come from our experience. Yo! <laughs> um, and also with that, when I'm talking about experience, I'm also talking about the lack of that experience due to being boxed out of certain industries for a long time, mm-hmm. right? So when you're when you're an intern, I mean I'm sorry, when you're a student at Full Sail, you probably have all these inspirations, whether your major is graphic design, whether your major is video game design, whether your major is cinematography, even down to a creative writing major, which I was when I first started Full Sail, hence me wanting to become a writer. Um, they want so many years of experience and all of these things. And as I'm learning in my life now, my professional life at twenty seven. It's only right they want that experience because we're talking about television. At this point, NXT is definitely on television. And I really think that this, you know, small upstart uh, development territory within Full Sail University definitely wanted to be on mainstream television one day to the same capacity that SmackDown and Raw is. Because as we can see that NXT was on television before, but the network started and it basically was a great buffer uh, for the network to keep subscribers, you know, involved with the product on the weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was just something I learned really early is that they really want a whole lot of experience when it comes to writing for their product. And a lot of that experience is not going to come from people that look like us. It's simply because we haven't been the opportunity to be given that experience for those amount of years. Um, if that makes sense. No, that, definitely true. Definitely true. Uh, I attended Full Sail as well. So I can firsthand say everything that you're saying is 110% factual. Um, right. And if Absolutely, you bro. and if you think about it, man, you know we 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 made jokes on the show like, oh, we're gonna apply to WWE as a writer and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if yeah. we're if we're being one hundred percent honest, like it is a boxed in industry. Like you know what I mean? Like I think people have a tendency to get caught up with WWE as a wrestling company when in actuality they're an entertainment company. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. So you have also, to... Also, might I add, that's publicly traded on uh, Wall Street. Yes, sir. So we have yeah. to talk about that. Yes, sir. So, like I said, you know, they're not necessarily looking for the old school way of, like, the old school booker, somebody who just write wrestling. You know, you have to be, I guess, multi-talented in, you know... Film, you know, you have to be music, you know what I mean? Like, you have to be ingrained in the entertainment industry. I guess that's why you see Freddie Prince Jr. out here getting jobs with <laughs> with WWE, you know what I mean? All the experience. Yeah, you know, but, you know, we're not going to call a spade a spade right now. That shit just pissed me off, though. I'm not even going to find Come on, speak, speak, speak from the heart, bro. Nah, because, like, we, we've, we've been, like, we have like experience with wrestling, like just watching it over the years, and you guys going to full sail for you know I mean, some odd years. So you guys should be able to, you know, at least be first dibs on job, like especially like riding jobs, if not internships, mm-hmm. to at least know the ropes and stuff like that to be able to get other jobs and in independent companies like that. So like like hearing shit like that, it kind of like hurts. It hurts my feelings, to be honest with you, man. Like, I can't even front. And, you know, you and me, we've actually talked about diversity just in, as a whole with professional wrestling in general. And, you know, can we even just add WWE to that equation? Because you're starting to see it with AEW, the, the lack of diversity. Um, you're yeah. seeing it with Impact. I don't think yeah. on Impact you don't see too many black talent, you know what I mean? No. On camera or behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, even... 
um, you know, we're going to talk about later, NWA Power. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're in a, as an industry whole, I feel like the talents there, I feel like you see a lot on Twitter of just, you know, untapped minds that could do some serious work in this mm-hmm. industry. Yeah, man. But, unfortunately, we just not, the opportunity, I don't think the opportunity is ever going to come. The way that they come, they make it come across, it seems like the opportunity will just never come. I could be wrong, could be biased in that opinion. What have they have they really given us any like any leg room? Yeah, leg room nah. or any any like any hope nah. that maybe it will change for us people that actually have like would love to do something in the industry behind oh, it. I gave you your black champion. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you multiple blacks. Yes, you what? gave us the most black champions at one time for like yeah, a know, month. I'm, I'm NXT, you had the Nation of Domination as the tag team champs. Street, street profits, Vince. Street profits. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It, I mean, yeah. do you see in the next five to ten years people of color having a profound impact in the industry? Um. Yes, on multiple levels, and no on multiple levels as well. Mm-hmm. So allow me to just explain. I think right now, what we're seeing from our people in ring, right? When we talk about the in ring, our in ring folk. When we talk about people like Chris Beck. Mm-hmm. When we talk about people like Faye Jackson. When we talk about people like Kiara Hogan, who's on Impact. And Many other names, like I don't even really, they just came to mind, but I just know that Chris Bay, you know, he is, he is hot as fish grease right now. Yeah, he's cooking, and he's cooking. And mm-hmm. certain things that I was excited to see him on 205. sees for a moment and think that it's just a moment, um, and then they'll come back to it later, as we're seeing with someone like a Drew McIntyre, for instance, who's not in, within this conversation, but just from that industry's perspective, he was kind of like that, you know, we'll, we'll revisit this later type of thing. And we see he just got drafted uh, to Raw, right? Really? Why? Raw. I don't know. But, <laughs> really, really, he didn't go nowhere. Yeah, real shit. But what we're seeing is this really boom, and sort of, you know, I kind of, I really don't want to use the term revolution because I really only want to apply that word to certain happenings within life, right? Because uh, it's a word that kind of gets like old out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're seeing a really huge boom. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Talent and their visibility. Right. The fact mm-hmm. that there's many eyes on these people, and the fact that yo, like contracts got a hidden table at some point. Like what the fuck, right? Um. So I think in that aspect, we're going to be seeing a huge boom 
of people who won't be denied, right? Uh, because they're they're very skilled and they're very innovative, right? Um, you know, one of the only shades of uh, you know blackness that we're seeing in AEW is Private Park, right? And the things that they're doing, the thing that they could do in the next few years, could be really huge, and they could be some door openers within that particular company. Mm-hmm. However. The other part of that, right, the no on those other levels. Now, we got guys like uh, Mark Henry, right, who has a position with the WWE. I'm not sure what his position is. If, but if, I'm, not mis- can- if I'm not mistaken, I didn't mean to cut you off. If I'm not mistaken, I believe his role is producer. I think he's... Producer. I thought he was okay, a trainer. So, no, I, yeah. I, so keep, yeah, so keep following me because that's my point. It seems as if the role of producer, especially within the WWE, is a really vague role. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, because as we know that like people have had positions before in the WWE and it's been and, it, and then we might hear weeks later, oh well like you know now they're working as a producer. Well that to me sounds like a demotion. Mm. And so when but if you're a person that was in ring talent such as Mark Henry and did all of this stuff for the locker room, did all of this stuff for young talent, that try to nurture that talent, and then you get this role of producer, that seems to be more of a positive. But Basically, what I'm saying here is that when we talk about the WWE being a publicly traded company on Wall Street, I see a company that has stockbrokers. I don't know any black or brown stockbrokers that are within the WWE, right? Mm. I don't know any black or brown executive producers that are with the WWE. We just see they just signed Heyman back and they signed uh, Bischoff, right? Mm -hmm. And also, we can't forget about our guy Kevin Dunn, who's basically this guy with a bunch of television experience um, and Vince sees him as an asset because he has that television experience but at the end of the day like like, like guys like us that watch this product for what it is he's he's, he's, he's definitely a guy you can tell that comes from television because we see a lot of like stupid shit from Kevin Dunn all the time Down shaky the- cam <laughs> <laughs> like some of these just ridiculous angles it's very television and a lot of it is very soap opera sometimes right mm-hmm. um but those are the positions in which I would like to see us in within a company such as the WWE that's publicly traded. You know, we talk about companies like Nike, we talk about companies like Apple, and I mean, essentially, we see a couple of shades of us sprinkled in those companies here and there. But when it comes to Nike, we're mostly designers, right? When it comes to Apple, when it comes to Apple and their products, we're mostly probably trying to break into Apple because we have some software that we want to get developed or whatever the case is. It's not too many of us, but that is what makes the difference for those people that are going to be that in-ring talent. Mm. We need, essentially, if this is a thing that we're going to, like, put our, you know, put our all into to try to have us be seen and have us have fair shakes in this industry, we're going to need people to be seeing black people, professionals. We're going to have these people need to see Vince every day and being those board meetings with the board, having black people at stockholders. And I mean, essentially what I'm speaking to is more, essentially more black people participating in capitalism, but we are living in that age in which we are going to play the game and people are going to want to break through these glass ceilings, right? Um, But that is what's going to make the difference in those 10 years. If we have black people, right, that can kind of be a majority stockholder in this company, a black person that can executive produce this shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we just got the news about Tyler Perry and everything. I don't need Tyler Perry being an executive for the WWE, but unfortunately, that's what it might look like, right? Because if we think about it, somebody like Chris Van Vliet, 
the only reason why he got his John Cena interview was through Tyler Perry. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't know and that. so him getting that content was basically on the back of this black guy who has tons of box office experience, right? Tons of television experience, and he has his own fucking studio, right? So it's 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 about what we want to trade off. But ultimately, I'm you know I'm sorry for this long answer, but that is going to be the ultimate difference if we see oh. people in those no, positions. Keep, no, no, keep cooking. Talk, nigga. Keep, 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 keep talking. Go ahead. <laughs> keep cooking. Talk away. <laughs> we, we the co-hosts. You the you running the game. <laughs> I mean, jumping y'all guys. This is one of my favorite shows, and I hear how y'all kick it, so I just want to kick it. Uh, it's so love, brother. Oh, man. We appreciate that. But y'all got, y'all got anything to piggyback off of that? Nah. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, my, my nigga kind of killed it. Yeah, man. I but, mean, nah, but hey. like, <laughs> but nah, but for real, like, it really it's probably is going to take someone like Tyler Perry. Or someone like Oprah, or someone you know, you know, like that has billions of dollars and and bill and like and TV experience to like help us out so get in a, there. In a way, this is a little perfect segue. I was gonna do it as a, a monumental, which it still is. Mm-hmm. Master P, his inclusion now signed with uh, you know, or now being the majority owner of House of Glory Wrestling. Absolutely, I feel like people are kind of downplaying the significance of this. Yes. They're they're very downplaying because you know Because he's black. Yeah, well that's the thing. <laughs> to the average wrestling fan that remembers, they just remember Master P from WCW. Mm-hmm. They remember the yeah. No Limit Soldiers thing. You know, yeah. a shout out to Brad Armstrong for being you know I mean that great staple, top mm-hmm. five in the game. <laughs> you know, big swole. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like I said, when he announced that he now owned House of Glory I felt like, yo, this is major because for the first time in a long time, and truthfully, just thinking back, I don't remember too many black people owning a wrestling company. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I think, um, is this, what, what is the first? If I'm not mistaken, hold on, hold on, let me clock into this, uh, yeah, this mind real quick. I think I really think this is the first time uh, a black person has owned a professional wrestling organization. Yeah. Well, what about the the C three wrestling? But I, they do the yeah, yeah, that's right. Thing? Well, they did. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I guess on a on a major level, a major level of somebody yeah. of the name of a masterpiece, not to diminish. Yeah, you know, no, that I, organization. I you, you know what I mean? Not to diminish that at all. But yeah. let's be for real, Master P is. Probably one of the most influential entrepreneurs of our generation. Mm-hmm. You know, Fact. you know what I mean. Like, there won't much that. <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all speak. I'm gonna let y'all speak because, like, me being from no, that area is like it's but, way different. So, but like me. I said, counteract that to people that may not be listening. How impactful is Mr. P or Master P? Mr. Mr. P. P. <laughs> you call that nigga Mr. P? I Like being from like southeastern Louisiana, New Orleans, or whatever you want to call it, um, he's been like very impactful because of like that area. It's it's not like New Orleans is is a big city named from because it's it's way different from everybody. But like just like mm. geographically. Or like just how it's like set up. It's not a big city. So how like he put it he put us on far as like with like 
black culture or like hip hop and all of that, selling CDs and tapes out the trunk, making it known, going to California, um, putting in, putting us on in, in the Bay Area, then coming back to New Orleans, putting us out like that, uh, making it main, making New Orleans rap mainstream. Because if you think about it, you know the our biggest rapper is Lil Wayne, but if it wasn't for Master P and No Limit, it wouldn't be a Cash Money Records. You dig what I'm saying? Right. And then if you go back, it wouldn't be like I'm, I'm being funny right now, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be an R Truth if it wasn't for the, <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be an R Truth if it wasn't for fucking No Limit. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> but anyway, like he just showed us how like we could just we we can grind, be independent. And stuff like that. I mean, we piggyback. We can go further and further with Lil J or uh, uh, um, what? What? How y'all? How y'all guys call um, Lil J from from my rap a lot? What? What do you guys call him? Lil J. Oh, you talking about Jay Prince? Jay Prince. I'm <laughs> Jay sorry. Prince. That's how you know. No disrespect. No disrespect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we, that, that's how we. That's how we call him. We call him Lil J because that's how we was record. But. Like off the backs of him and like ghetto boys and rap a lot. I'm 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 not from there, so he is Jay Prince. Yeah. Exactly. Mi- I call the nigga Mr. Prince. <laughs> nah, but that- you call Master P, Mr. P. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I mean, even like I mean, Master P did the the dope boys dream. He he so yeah. dope, didn't get caught. He rapped, and went to the NBA, got down, <laughs> and and in our eyes, motherfucker was now nah, he a wrestling promoter. What the fuck? So, like, in that area, you know what I'm saying, that in the South alone, especially in the South, with being where they had wrestling angles where, like, top wrestlers was calling our top black wrestlers niggers in the angles. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Once, and once again, to put in significance of how divided this industry has really been, when they brought Master P in to WCW... If you go back and watch mm. old, old oh, footage, oh yeah, it was wild. If you go back and watch old footage, rap is crap. Rap is yeah. cr- those fans were cheering the what were they? The West Texas Rednecks. Yes, mm-hmm. it was scary. Kurt Henning, Bobby Duncan Jr., uh, mm-hmm. Virgil was a part of it. J- uh, oh, our favorite. J- that's our favorite. <laughs> and J E double L, J A double R, spinach it. E E double T double J. I'm that guy. But but you know what I mean? Like the crowds were intensely racist towards the no limit straight. You don't want that rap in this. You don't want this rap in this wrestling. Those are mix. You know what I mean? When in reality, if you think about, if you actually go back and watch like old footage, black culture has been ingrained in professional wrestling for the longest exactly. is just done in a way as a mockery. Right. Oh, you mean- the amount of promotions that I would see do their pay-per-view rap fest. I don't know if y'all have ever seen it, but like the NWA did it. They did uh, the Wrestle War rap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, oh, let's, let's piggyback off of this culture. And, um, and like I said, I think with Master P, I think People look at it from a, a negative standpoint. That that frame, I look at it as like positive. It was great to me. And yeah. Master P being back in professional wrestling as a promoter, as an owner, is major because, like you said, you don't see it often. This can open so many doors 
to a promotion that's steadily rising. Mm. Now yeah. you have an opportunity for maybe commentators, right? Wrestlers, yeah. writers. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah, more representation. More representation. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, Mr. Ma- I keep saying Mr. P. <laughs> so much respect, but Master P. I mean, he doesn't come across as somebody that's. To me, never been like the one to be like, oh, I'm gonna sell out for for this this check. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he it's, seems like, yo, we gonna get our people in this. We're going to make some significant changes. When he said like, Miss Man, we coming for you. Like I felt like he really meant. It. You know what yeah, I mean? Like he was really meant that. Nah, like nah, you, you ain't hear the video or you ain't see the video uh, today talking about ah, I could bring stars in like CM Punk. I'll make a star out of him. And I was like, I see you, Master P. Talk hey, your shit. Hey, if you see if you see how P promote the Mayanis, the shoes that he got, you know that he's really like he really he really bought like his shit, bro. Like he he's not backing down from nobody. Like he's selling those like Mayanis. Those shits is going for thousands of dollars, bro. Mm, Brand shoes. new company. The shoes. The shoes. Oh fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he's not like backing like his his business, his business acclimate is not trying to like be second fiddle to nobody. He understands his worth and he knows how like his intellectual property will gain across like anything that he touched, especially in wrestling culture. Because just like he just bought like a company like you guys know by uh what's the name of it again? House, House of Glory. House of Glory. Bruh. I didn't know shit about House of Glory. Mm-hmm. But I like my friends that don't know shit about wrestling, they hit me up on the group chat. Bro, because I'm the wrestling guy. Bro, you heard about Master B bought a wrestling company? Just his name alone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To that wrestling company just brought it up some stock. You know so what I'm a saying? Couple, a couple things. This is probably the most passionate I've ever seen you get. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the I'm a no limit soldier. <laughs> 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 hey, number, hey, number two, you're part of other group chats? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I got like, I got I'm like, a part of other group chats. Yeah, that's bro. Different. I got you like, said that's <laughs> different. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm part of two myself. <laughs> I, I'm in a good like four, five. Yeah, you know what I mean. It be like that. But man, nah, it's different for me, bro. Because I used to go to the gas station and buy no limit tanks. Chains and shit, you know what I'm saying. So it's different for me, you yeah, know what I'm saying. It's real sure, even the, I think this upcoming show that House of Glory is promoting is called No Limit. I bet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's no, and for real, they got they got a uh, Kurt Angle doing meet and greets. Really? Oh, really? Oh, oh he's not playing. I'm pretty sure Kurt Angle's not a cheap get. You know what I mean? Like, I'm also pretty sure Kurt Angle knows who. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> Kurt Angle will actually show up too. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. I'm just saying. Stop. I who, shoot all the shots. Who don't shoot up? Who, who didn't show up? Uh, Sting. Oh. Taker. Oh. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, who else? Stone Cold. Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. Well, Jeff Hardy's not going to show up for a Jeff while. Got, Jeff got problems right now, dog. Let's not, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Hey, <laughs> leave my NXT draft pick alone. Let's not do that. We sobering him up, all right? Hey, yo, oh. this whole family going nuts on Cody. Yo, <laughs> hey look, Remy though, she always goes. She always the Hardys, yeah, the Hardys going. Yeah, crazy. Jeff, Jeff, girl, Matt, wife, Matt. Remy always go hard though. Yeah, Remy always. She don't crazy. care. But, but no yeah. filter, <laughs> straight up. Well, Lorenzo, I gotta ask you a question, brother. 
What's up, bro? You are by far one of the most controversial people I've ever come across on Twitter. <laughs> you sure? Mm-hmm. Where does that come from, man? Um, I think it comes from a long uh, tradition. I think that was within, I guess, my family, my bloodline, being a black person, right? Right. You know, speaking, you know, truth to power. Sometimes speaking truth to the powerless, mm. right? Sometimes yeah. that's an issue, um, depending True. on how things are worded. Um, and so, especially when it comes to something as niche as pro wrestling, you know, I think I've for years been really involved in very different divisions of Twitter, if you will. So you want to talk about the NBA Twitter, right? Anime Twitter, video game Twitter, Premier League Twitter, right? Uh, NFL Twitter, all of these things. Um, <laughs> all of that shit. I forgot you, Chelsea. But I can't. Yeah, bro. I forgot. I can't say yeah, nothing man, to you. You see me? I can't say nothing to you because I'm man you. Because we are trash. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, listen, man. We all take turns a few times. A few times every five years. No, nah, not this no, trash. No, say, yeah, not no. this trash. <laughs> this is something different. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm impatient, just like a Yankees fan. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. But I think something as niche and as like uh, really kind of like, you know, pro wrestling is a, the pro wrestling community is a one, you know, it's a community that's really small. Right, mm-hmm. um, and th- you know, based upon sure all of those things, people can be really passionate about hobbies, organizations, communities that are really small. Like, for instance, um, you know, like name a weird sport, Scotland cricket, right? Cricket now, cricket is kind of interesting because it's played on multiple continents. It's put, it, you know, they have a world cup. I love cricket, you know, it's like a whole thing, it's but just weird. People, I don't know how to play it. Right, it's different different type of sport, right? But people I know the rules. get into cricket probably get really passionate about what they feel about cricket, yeah. right? Because it's such a small, oversaturated type of community. Now, when we talk about pro wrestling, I think it's also a very young community um, yes. based upon the fact that yes. um, not young as in like the people in it are 20 and 30 years old, but more so about how hip-hop is a very young genre. In terms of music, I think pro wrestling is a community that's really young when it comes to things like comic books, right? Or when it comes to things like Star Wars. Now, of course, you have pro wrestling going on when these things were booming, 
but it's about who was involved with pro, like who appreciated pro wrestling in the 70s right and all yeah. of these things so just back to the original question i think people see things about what they like about what they appreciate about this really small kind of community that kind of the rest of the nerds in the nerd community kind of has their nose up at sometimes right um if people just get really passionate man and um I think a lot of times when we talk about a company like the WWE, right? Because a lot of the, I think a lot of what I'm experiencing or have been experiencing on social media is going back to that speaking truth to power, talking about that the WWE being a billion dollar company, talking about the WWE being this company that doesn't pay its athletes health insurance, mm, um, talking speak about on. those things, basically blurring the lines between employee independent contractor, mm. right? Really speaking about those things, and also people kind of seeing fits. People really. Give Vince a, a, a messiah complex. Ooh. People apply this messiah complex to Vince, I think, sometimes. Uh, to the point where it's like if someone says that, you know, Vince is, uh, you know, talk about Hell in a Cell last week, right? And we see and we hear reports that, like, he was laughing. You mean, you mean DQ in a Cell? DQ in a Cell. That's the person that's been yeah. given the messiah complex. Because this was a bad piece of business you did tonight. Well, how how is that funny? If that story is true, I got their money. (laughs) (laughs) But I think when you speak about things that people usually don't want to touch, or speak about things that's kind of more taboo, um, you kind of get like the uh, you 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 get treated a certain type of way. It is what it is. You know, it's just like if you're the kid in school who. You know, you probably say something about the principal or something about your teacher, but they don't want you to say too many things about the teacher because the teacher is going to then punish the whole class, right? And that was your fault that this thing happened. And I mean, we've seen it throughout history with a lot of black freedom fighters and things like that. People like Asada Shakur and Huey Newton, right? There are people within their particular organizations who had issues with some of the things they were saying because they thought it was going to be a bad thing. And that's way more serious, right? Way more like, you know, but I kind of bring those other instances up because I think people are kind of on this thing where it's like, you know, if you're not enjoying wrestling, then why are you watching or something like that? But it's beyond enjoying, right? It's about a genuine care and concern for these people that do this job for a living. Except for Cody. Um, and when certain details just get ironed out yeah. about what this industry really is like and a lot of things people don't want to, I don't know, people don't really educate themselves on like a lot of these things that goes on behind the river, right? Um, but I think sometimes the the newness of information um, it kind of uh, intimidates people, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to things that they love. And I can understand that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's a whole lot when it comes to social media in general, though, man. Uh, once again, I just want to reiterate: we care about the people who put their lives on the line, mm-hmm. except for Cody. Yeah, we're all in agreement, correct? <laughs> no, no. I fuck with Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, that, I have no problem with Cody. Yeah, man, he gave me a shirt. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey yo, how do, how do you feel about Cody uh, Lorenzo? Because this nigga hates him. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga hates him. There goes that interview. <laughs> <laughs> nah, three fourths of us like Cody. <laughs> hey, come to Kinsiana. I would pull this goddamn podcast from all all streaming sites. There is no way that that man will ever be associated with this oh, podcast. Oh no, nah, we'll do it when you like out of the country. Yep. Ah, nah. see. <laughs> Once again, ain't no thing. You just put the go on the anchor, <laughs> hit that end show button. No, we don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> I just 
That's all I really wanted to say. I just want to get that point across. You ain't shit. <laughs> just solidify it. Like, you know why they lost a couple a couple viewers last week? Why? Because it's Cody. I couldn't tell by the crowd. Because they love that nigga. Do you know what happens when you brainwash somebody? <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. All, that's all that is. That's all that is. Stockholm Syndrome? Yeah. That's how you feel? Yeah. Okay, that's what's yeah. up. But you know, I digress. I digress. I forgot what we really talked about. I just wanted to iterate how much I hate coding. <laughs> we was we was talking about controversy, man. You know, oh yeah, some controversial moments. So should we talk about some of those? Yeah, let's 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 dive into it, man. Let's let's dive into some controversial moments because this is nothing but a group of controversy. Nah. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? You got you got a baby face who tries to uh, act like a baby face, but he's really a heel at heart. <laughs> Oh, baby face. I don't know. I don't know why you keep trying to put this on the Nolo. The Nolo turn. The Nolo turn. Nah, nah. Uh, I'm gonna go longer than Bailey. Ah, uh, <laughs> Tessa, Tessa Bailey. Tessa Bailey. <laughs> Big booty baby. <laughs> you ain't gotta whisper that. Oh, she looked like Big super Karen. Booty Bailey. <laughs> she looked like. Can I speak to your manager, please? She come talk to me. No, I'll I'm, talk to her. I'm the manager. <laughs> I talk to her forever. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, man. Let, let, let's let's dive into some some controversial moments. You know what I mean? I guess I guess we all got a story. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, let's start off with Sunday. Let's talk. Let's, let's DQ in the cell. Oh my god! Which really wasn't a DQ. DQ uh, in the cell. Hell in the cell was no, a good pay per view, man. No contest. I just didn't like the ending. The ending was kind of like eh. weird. I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, it was cool, but like for them to end the match in a no contest, like from aggressive, what is it? Aggressive actions, I think they said it was or whatever. Then they just called the match. Rest said, nah, that's too much. And a no disqualification. The Hell in a Cell has always been a no DQ match. From the games to the television to the pay-per-view shows. All the and it, it took one sledgehammer throw, one sledgehammer throw, and then called a match. Yo, how many times has Triple H hit people with sledgehammers? <laughs> I knew you were about to say that. <laughs> but he he ain't swinging that motherfucker like he was. Yo, about he to, tried to yeah. kill Vince that one time. But nah, man. <laughs> he tried to kill Seth Rollins swung that motherfucker like he was trying to win a prize at the film. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to. <laughs> to ring that bell on that motherfucker. <laughs> Apparently he did. <laughs> that mild concussion that he suffered from. Right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even know it was a concussion. I thought it was just some fake-ass story they came up with. Exactly. But, I mean, that part, that part, I could see where it was kind of realistic, but the the um, alternate ending kind of spoiled it. Kind of spoiled it for me too, so I was like, I'm kind of 50 50 on whether I should like fuck I said, with it or not. I, with the fiend, man, like, I think the whole neck crank move should be like the end of the match. Like I said, you could have saved the fiend, you gave him mm-hmm. a win, and then you still save Seth Rollins, even though it's fuck Seth Rollins, but it's you save Seth Rollins, he keeps the belt, you know what I'm saying? Because the neck crank to me looks like it looks like it's like what you said over earlier, you know, it looks like an excessive move, like a dangerous move, which it is, right? It performed right in the real way, but at the same time, it could have ended just like that, right? My girl don't even want to crack my neck, <laughs> just a little twist, right? I'm like, man, crack my neck, you know what I mean? She no. don't want to do none of that, 
<laughs> shit, you go overseas, them motherfuckers give you a haircut. They crack your neck for free. They don't even tell you when they crack your neck. And it might hit you with that goddamn um, Robert Kraft, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Robert Kraft. <laughs> The happy ending. Yeah, I feel sir. you. Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> I was about to say something real reckless. Don't do that. No, I'll I'll do it. Controversy. Controversy. No, don't do this to us. Yeah, you supposed to take us to the next level, Nick? Huh? Oh, no, somebody got to take it to the next level. <laughs> but. I mean, I didn't think the pay-per-view was that bad. It was Nigga, you were asleep for most of it. That's why I didn't. Oh, fuck. You were asleep. When I tell you top five best sleeps is when you're dead tired and there's a boring-ass pay-per-view on. <laughs> Boy, you just wake up confused. <laughs> like, why is there a DQ in a Hell in a Cell match? Oh. Fuck it. I'm just going to go home. <laughs> go right back to sleep. You did just get up and leave. You did. Like, <laughs> as soon as that bell rang, you were gone. Like, you, know what, you know what the funny thing is? I actually don't remember leaving. <laughs> you literally stood up, dapped this all up, and then just walked down. And just <laughs> did I say anything? No. 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 You were, all you said was like, ah, yo. No, no, we just no. thought you were tired. <laughs> I thought you didn't fuck with the last match. <laughs> I was like, damn, Nick, real mad. Yeah, real mad. I, like, I guess you don't fuck with it the same way yeah. we didn't fuck with it. <laughs> you know, you haven't really said nothing, Lorenzo, about the fiend. What, are, what is your thoughts on the on the character? We we haven't had a conversation about that yet. My thoughts on the fiend are: this is the thing, Bray Wyatt. Uh, is a really creative individual. Um, I forget. This was a while ago. This was back. This is full sale days, actually. He gave an interesting interview. Um, this was like around, I would say, Chamber. I think Chamber 2012? Mm-hmm. 11 or 12. And this was basically whatever Chamber um, Shield versus Wyatt was on. Whatever, whatever no. Elimination Chamber pay-per-view that was. That was uh, 2014. That was 14. Yes, sir. Wow, that, yeah, that, I said 25, I'm way off. The full sell days is crazy, man. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that, that, that chamber pay-per-view, he gave an interview and he said, you know, basically what you see in the ring is me. It's not really an act. It's not really a facade. It's it's not even like a gimmick. Um, this is really what I want to express. This has been me pretty much my whole life. And it was just kind of interesting saying that based upon the fact that he was Husky Harris uh, in, in Winter Park. Uh, we, we won't forgive them for that. Um, but I think Bray is a very just talented and just like individual that was born to do this stuff. Um, but the issue is when you basically miswrite for a character like this, right? Right. So just listening to y'all talk about, you know, the hell in the South that you never do. So, real quick, what, what three matches were booked before Hell in the South? It was Sasha, there Sasha, was and Becky, <laughs> Sasha and Becky, Fiend and Rollins, and Randy. Rand, no, no, it, that uh, was that was a, that was Rollins. A no, no, it was a, uh, it was Sasha, Becky, Raw, uh, Rowan, mm-hmm. Luke versus Roman and, and Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan yeah. Fiend and Seth, and Charlotte and Bailey. Those were yeah. the four matches. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, well, we have basically the build up to Hell in a Cell was and if WWE is this company that trolls us and do all of these things intentionally 
what should have happened was they shouldn't have they really shouldn't have told us like showed us a render you know universal title match they shouldn't have given us a match you know to look forward to when it came to the fiend and stuff Rob. I think that the ending of that show could have really they could have really did some real creative stuff there you know it necessarily didn't have to be like this sanctioned match and we still essentially could have seen the same thing that we saw um but instead they could have basically you know I don't know uh, you know, took it to elsewhere outside the arena, whether whether if that was like some type of boiler room, like how they used to do back in the day. Oh, that would be crazy. Or, yeah. You know, bringing it back. Being somewhere where it makes sense, right? The kind of basically end the show with Seth basically squashing Fiend, you know, like a bug, like he was trying to do, but basically ending the show on this note that, you know, the Fiend was still kind of chasing after Seth and kind of, you know, waiting for an actual match to happen. And I think what's been going on is that, you know, since Firefly Funhouse and the reaction to it and things like that, the WWE has gotten really lax. And I guess they think at this point, everything that they do with the scene is kind of like, I don't know, like perfect. Um, Like he could do no wrong? Yeah. But also, they put him in a situation where, like, you know, he was getting, like, beat, you know, with this, you know, like like, he had all that shit on top of him. You know the toolbox and all that bullshit, and like it's like Seth is trying to like kill this guy for good, but we, we still see him around. And I mean, I guess when we think about it, they're trying to make up for the whole Hell in a Cell thing by drafting Bray to SmackDown, which so I'm I guess not cool Seth with at all. Thing is kind of like like you know it's his dead like for now or whatever the case is, and it, I guess it's kind of better to not have Bray in this fiend character chase a title. You know, I think at the end of the day, seeing the type of champion that Seth Rollins was, and seeing the champion that he still is, I guess the Fiend was just like, I don't know, this like personification of really like his title reign. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is all of this shit, you know, the shit in ring, the shit out of the ring, you know, saying the wild shit to Will Ospreay about the check, which was completely out of pocket. <laughs> um, the Becky shit that got put on camera. Um, I think the Fiend thing with Seth, you know, it was like a personification of like his latest title reign, and I'm kind of glad that they, you know, if, 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 if you know, put him on SmackDown is going to separate him from Seth and kind of dead that for a while. I'm kind of happy, and I, and I hope we just see, I guess, Bray, you know, just haunting the SmackDown roster, I guess, and I guess still trying to, you know, be seen. You know, I guess that they would still have him be seen on television and on a network like Fox. But I don't think it's a great idea right now to have him like being title matches and having, you know what I'm saying? Because it, it kind of, it, it looks weird. And I think to a degree, we need, I mean, if he's going to be in any matches, we're going to need to see some squads match. Well, let's, um, let's let our resident fiend expert <laughs> get, get on game real quick. I don't even have the red mask. I was going to say the red mask. I should have had the red mask, damn it, for this. But I was saying, man, I said it on a couple episodes yeah. past, man. I said... The, the Fiend to me is a character that reminds me of like Kane and the Undertaker. Like, yeah. a dominant character that really doesn't need a belt to, like, I guess, like, show who he is and show what yeah. he does in the ring. Like, the Fiend to me is almost like a nightmare character, man. Like, and I, I actually talked to uh, Nick about it. Like, I told him, I was like, it, wouldn't it be crazy? Like, if there weren't so many, like, stipulations and regulations on everybody's contracts and shit like that, um, uh, for the Fiend character, there's so much you can do with this character to build him up and get him so over. Like, he's already over enough as it is. 
yeah. the whole fact that he got drafted to SmackDown, I see what you're talking about to try and get him away from the whole Seth Rollins bullshit. But him going to Fox to me, like I don't, I'm not fully with the whole Fox thing. Like it just looks like a fucking football game show to me now. But I talked to Nick about it, and I told him I was like, "Yo, if the Fiend was a character that didn't have all these regulations and stipulations to prevent him from like breaching contract and shit like that, I said mm. to get the Fiend over." Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. In the most way in the wrestling community, in the wrestling world itself, have The Fiend pop up at like different other wrestling events like GCW, PWG, uh, fucking ICW, just to attack all of these motherfuckers just randomly, just for the hell of it, to get The Fiend over like tip top. To where like you don't need to have a belt on this character. A belt on this character itself just doesn't look right to me. Like whether he's dragging the belt down the ramp or he's wearing it around his waist. I even thought that, like, I mean, Nick had brought it up too, where like, if the if you won the belt, the belt would be on the show, the Firefly Funhouse gimmick show, yes. in the background. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even like, I saw it, but at the same time, like, to me, it it it, it doesn't do it justice. Like, the character mm-hmm. himself is just so goddamn over that I think just the undefeated streak for him would suit well, kind of like what they did with the Undertaker. Yeah, and it just well, like, yeah. go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I, listen, man, that, man, you, when you say, I'm, I'm just thinking about it, like, that would be so powerful. This is a, like, just those constraints that you talk about with being under contract and things like that. That guy showing up in these other promotions that are indies, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, it would be some powerful stuff. And, I mean, I think that the WWE will, you know, since he's drafted the SmackDown, we'll try to buffer those things, like... Having Bray Wyatt sit with the Fox on NFL guys, right? Yeah. Because he's this guy that has the show. It's like a kid show. And they can kind of, I guess, invite him on like he's somebody like a Mr. Rogers type guy or whatever. Yeah. But you're going to find out who he is on Friday nights, really, right? Yeah. Um, And just things like that. But yeah, and as far as the championship goes, man, it's like no way in the world does he need a title to be a convincing character right mm-hmm. it's like essentially when you put in people on television you put in money into them yeah and more money you put into a character more money you put behind you know uh, just like what we saw with kofi the wwe was trying to i i noticed it they were trying to convince us i mean we knew right because yeah. we we folks we knew what kofi was we know what he could do we know what he still can do right mm-hmm. but to that bigger pg rated audience right Mm-hmm. who just comes to the shows to see Cena and, you know what I'm saying, like those types of names, Roman Reigns, you know, they were trying to prove something to those people about Kofi. Yeah. You don't need to do that 
with the Fiend by putting, let alone putting them in a title match. You know, I just guess for the Hell in a Cell show, it was just kind of a marquee thing, right? Yeah. Like, let's have him be in this match. He's been trying to chase the top guy. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's way more creative. Way It's just so many creative things they could do with this, with this guy. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, essentially when you're being written for in the WWE, I mean, John Cena said it best, like, when, when you get, like, shit written for you, you can't just, like, look at the copy and say, okay, like, I'm going to say these things in this way and just, like, that be it. Like, you have to, like, open your mouth when you're in that company, right? Yeah. And I think it's something that Bray definitely is doing. Can we just um, say, can we just say real quick Yeah. how, isn't it crazy that The Fiend kind of went down in people's eyes the second you put him with Seth Rollins? Because just like the leech that Seth Rollins has been this year. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> Everything that Seth Rollins has touched <laughs> sucked. I mean, he kind of admitted it himself on Twitter. If you have seen, he was like, "Seth Rollins is not cool." That came from him. That came from Seth Rollins himself. So, I mean, he's even realizing that his character is kind of like not as cool in his eyes as he thought it was. He was never cool. Yeah, blonde really. hair streak. Seth was cool. He'll Seth. Yes, he'll okay. Seth. Hill Seth he was, no, Hill was great. He was intercontinental champion great. He would have been a great <laughs> IC champ. Mm-hmm. If this was WCW Saturday Night Level at best. <laughs> United States champion. <laughs> TV, I gave him the TV title. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Booker T? Nah. Nah. I'm talking about I'm, Nah, hell no. Not against Book. But I'm talking about with the talent pool we have here. Oh, you're talking um, about Disco Inferno? Yeah, it, <laughs> what? Oh, it's in Cara. That's a man. Top five draft pick in the game. Hey, hey, hey! Watch him get picked though. He didn't want get... Oh no, no, no! He I not. want all my. We seen. No, I want all that. my props. Fun. When he gets picked by Raw, I want all of you. Nah, he was. In, he was in the draft did pool. Absolutely did. He was in the draft pool Friday night, and that motherfucker still didn't get picked. Can I get? Can I get my props though? For what? What? I picked the nigga. He did. Just he like did it wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't get picked on TV. Who did you pick again? Sikar. Ha. <laughs> 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 hey, you get him with old <laughs> I tell you what, though. When I went, I went back to listen to that episode, man. I probably replayed that part like five times. Listen to that. Damn oh, that was part. funny. <laughs> I laughed the exact same way. <laughs> He said Sinkar again. But it, it, I agree, man. Like I like I know that people want to see Bray Wyatt's character as a champion, but it's just like to me, Bray Wyatt's character, especially this Fiend character, man, he's he's it's gonna sound cheesy, but he's already a champion of my heart, especially with this gimmick. Like this gimmick is it's got me sold all the way. Like it it, it yeah, gives man. me chills and goosebumps every single time, man. So there's really nothing you don't have to do. Like that's the thing I worry about with Fox, but like like I said, Fox to me looks kind of cartoonish. I ain't going to front. It really does. Like, the SmackDown on Fox, like, with the whole blue carpet. I said on the last episode with the whole blue carpet, the little correspondence trying to fucking talk to these people and interview. Yeah. You got motherfuckers that are on the show on Fox Network. They don't even know who the hell have these people are. Nope. Like, my man even said it on live TV saying that, oh, I got to do my study and my research and background on all these wrestlers. And so I'm like, God damn, man. They jumping into some water. They can't even swim in yet. So it's right. like, and then you're going to put this right. character. This character is just, to me, Bray Wyatt's character just doesn't belong on this network. 
It really mm. doesn't. Like, do, you I think, think, do you think that they'll oversaturate him? Like, do you think we'll see the fiend? I think they were already oversaturating him when before they started when they started the feud with Rollins. I felt like the character was being shown way too damn much, man. When it came to mm. Finn Balor, you barely saw him. Yeah, you really yeah. didn't see him until the what was it, the week of that they had the match. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? We just got Firefly mm-hmm. Funhouse Bray. Like, that's what I was more intrigued in. And like I said, you could have came up with like all these different creative ideas to like kind of tease Rollins or whatever. Like the thing he did with the puppets, where he had yeah. the puppets popping around everywhere in the backstage and shit. You could have had them puppets kind of like tormenting Seth all around the ring or whatever. Or even in the backstage yeah. when Rollins was just chilling or whatever. Like the fact that the, the, the Fiend kept showing up every week on Monday Night Raw was kind of killing the buzz for me. Like, granted, the buzz is still there for me, but I was just like, God damn it, man. They're going to play this fucking character. I ain't going to front now. I don't think, I don't, it's yeah. not the same for me no more. I, I, it's not the same. Like, I don't, I'm just worried because now he's on Fox. That's mm, the only like thing I'm he, worried about. Like, when he came out on Friday, I was just like, oh, there, there's the Fiend. Because, you know, I was I was <laughs> chatting it up. I was chatting it up with, I got a co-worker I call him Racist Rainy. Um, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Racist Rainy right quick, but uh, not no, 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 no shout out racist. <laughs> That's his nickname. I'm gonna let you see how y'all was gonna let that shit go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy Rainy, like me, me and him like the same. Like what? Me and him on the same opinion about the fiend or whatever, man. And he had brought it to my attention. I was like, damn, you know, like I ain't even realized it, man. They are portraying the fiend a lot more than what they need to, man. Like that's a special character for me, man. It's a genuine mm. character that I'm digging. Like, I, you know, I've said yeah. it before. Soda Machine Kid, all about it, dog. Like, I'm mm. with Courthouse, uh, Courtyard Me is like, I'm going to stay away from him. Courtyard Me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep it a brick real quick. But, uh... Oh, you live in Courthouse, too? Huh? You live in Courthouse, too? I meant to say Courtyard. No, oh, like, okay. I used oh. to hang out at Courthouse. Oh, you used to what? I used to hang out. You oh, okay. I, now I live there. I, can, I, I used to live there, too. I ain't that fucking crazy, though. <laughs> But uh, what else? What else controversy happened this week, fellas? Natalia won her match against Lacey Evans. What else happened? That was a good match. <laughs> I mean, I mean that was probably the best match on Raw. No, wait, that ain't the best match on Raw, but it was top three. This sorry ass draft. That's controversial. Yeah, that shit was. That shit was just. <laughs> They ain't Reminded even y'all nobody. what you, the fuck was on fucking SmackDown. You mean when they leaked the picks like the the like oh, the, they the day the before? Draft. They slicked didn't though. <laughs> to a they, point, to a point, they kind of mixed it up a tad bit. Now hold on, fellas, hold on. The draft wasn't that bad. If you tune into Volume Thirty Nine of the Black Guy Wrestling Podcast, <laughs> why is that? Because it is the best draft ever. <laughs> Where Nolo Green <laughs> killed everybody. Yes, my picks were great. <laughs> Yo, why you kept trying to trade with me then, nigga? Yeah. Why? Why you trying to do that? Yeah, that was four. You asked for like three different trades. That was yeah, one. you did that ask was, for all these trades. My man four. said, "I'll give you two for one." Yeah, he was talking all that type I'll of shit about my trade. Draft pick. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know how? Just for Kofi. <laughs> you know how one draft pick you just ruined the whole. Whole thing? No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It don't. Because <laughs> that you have you have that same philosophy about how I met your mother, and you're wrong. Show, show's trash, man. False. Show's trash. <laughs> well, I guess we could go into the Wednesday because we're always just raw, really. I mean, honestly, Wednesday uh-huh. you had the uh, the second episode. Leo Rush. <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> we can start with the good. Hell yeah. Oh, bro. did you want to talk about AEW? Oh, no, I'm talking about that. We can leave that dead last. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> 
I mean, the only thing that, like I said, the only thing that I liked about AEW was the Bucks and Private Party's match. Like, that was the match that stood out for me. I'm glad they opened with it. I'm glad Private Party won. I'm glad that we don't have to deal with the Bucks for later Oof. on down the road or whatever, except for with the Cody and Jericho angle. Lorenzo, man, do you got a side? Are you, are you NXT or AEW? Do I have a side? Yeah, man. Are you are you, you you AEW or NXT? I'm I'm a viewer, man. I'm really excited. See, this is the thing about this is the thing about AEW. I'm really excited that it's another major that's on television prime time. That that like you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I think for me, like I, I usually watch both. Like, I usually if I if I got like my tablet up or my computer up, right? You know, I'm watching both. But I think I might be a little more AEW because AEW is what I put on. What? Um, oh, man. That's just the way that's been going the past few weeks. We'll see if that changes. However, that I, I, I had the big screen on week one for the Riddle Cole match because those, those, those are my guys. That was top notch. Adam Cole yeah, and Matt Riddle are my guys, and I had to see that in 50 inches. Uh, you know, on, on that screen. But yeah, man, I just think that I'm 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 just here for wrestling, man, and I'm just here for just good product, you know. At yeah. the end of the day, man, I wish I could say the same. <laughs> I'm as cold. I'm as cold as cold as can be. I'm all for picking sides. I'm all for people going out of jobs, especially. Yeah, yeah. Now, by default, I'd be a hypocrite if I was like, oh, I'm rooting for AEW. Because that means I have to root for Cody. And we're not about that life just yet. <laughs> so, so two weeks in a row, NXT won. Despite what the ratings may say. Because mm. guess because guess what? Leo Rush is your Cruiserweight champion. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, a great match. Pretty good match, man. I was happy. Leo deserved it, man. He did. My deserve. You know, every, after everything that he's went through this year, uh, you know, all the controversies yeah. and everything. I think, I think he it was a well earned. And plus, you we we talked about endless matches. You said Leo Rush and Gargano. Mm-hmm. Man, I said Leo Rush and Kushida. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you got got a lot. Got anything? A to lot say? of possibilities, man. Got anything to say, brother? Sue me. I'm going for everything that's black. <laughs> I was fucking with that Leo Rush shit, man. It's just a good story. That's you know what I'm saying. Like he, I really didn't, I, I really didn't think he deserved to get you know blacklisted at the time that he did from WWE. Yeah, man. Um, or when he originally got you know ousted from the company, you know he he figured he did what everybody else was doing at the time. He was. He he was at a, a a good standing with the company. He had brought his family in the background. You know what I'm saying? Trying to, and yeah. he's 23 fucking years old. You know what I'm saying? At WrestleMania, oh, I forgot he's that young. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not he's not an old cat. You know what I'm saying? 23 years old at WrestleMania with your girl and your five year old son. What the fuck you expect him to do? You know what I'm saying? What you expect yeah. him to do at this point in time in his career when he's on Monday Night Raw every fucking night? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What what you expect him to do? So I, I appreciate that they put him back in the company, realize his star status, and then yeah. giving him the bet. I'm sorry, giving him the belt, and then 
and then uh, letting him, you know what I'm saying, flourish out his talent and see where he can go with let that. Him, you know what I'm saying? Let him cook. Yeah. Let, him, let him get his shit. You know what I would do as Leo Rush, like, as champion? Like, I would probably, like, I'd let my ego get the best of everybody and, like, change the title up. Like, be the one that wants to change the belt because you think the belt looks cheesy. Like, yeah, you won the belt. But I was like, this this design's got to go. Let me make it the way I want to make it type shit. Me being a behavior analysis, I can see the humble in that nigga. <laughs> Yo, that motherfucker been quiet as shit since he's been back. I ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> he like, yo, I appreciate y'all motherfuckers. You know why? You know what I'm saying? Because he working for Papa Paul now. That's exactly. Why. You know what I'm saying? And I and I, and, I, and I agree with him. You know what I'm saying? You know, in a, in a way, he had to humble himself just a tad bit. But I can understand why he would want to do these things when he was 23 years old. And in the same light, you know what I'm saying, he got music on the way. He got to exploit that shit. Like, mm-hmm. his music been... Yeah. I'm not even on front. I hate battle rap music. I hate wrestlers that rap. But his music... You ain't like John Cena album? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Man, let me tell you. 15-year-old me... <laughs> Went to the CD store. Yo, WWF uh, aggression was better than that shit. <laughs> no, hold on, no, hold on a second. That shit was on. That shit had some hit on Busta Rhymes is killing that shit. Come on, man. Come on. The kings of rock who? Bro. Yo, <laughs> Run DMC killed yeah. the uh, yeah. DX shit. Yes, but um, but his music is actually high. Oh, you yeah. see the little cipher they did with uh, him. That shit was kind of uh, horny. I'm sorry. You ain't like it? Now, Shorty, I, I'm not, I forgot who the young lady's name is. I forgot her name. Too. She, the, yo, Renzo, did you see that joint? Hello? Huh? Renzo. Yo, yo. Oh. I, can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah did you see the. the uh, I'm sorry, boy. Are oh, you good? I'm about to say, did you see the cypher that um, um, Leo Rush and them did? Wait, did I see the what with Leo Rush? My bad. Did you see the cipher that uh, Leo was in? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, the cipher. Absolutely. Because I didn't. It, y'all got to... It was it was cool. He kicked it off. He had the AirPods in. I'm like, Where oh, did hey. y'all see that cipher at? It, it was on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, man, the, the young yeah. lady that was up there? Yeah. I, I forgot her name, but she's oh, fire. As always. Muy bien. Muy bien. Muy bien. Buddy. <laughs> I didn't see that shit, man. I got to check that bitch Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Russell and Flo, he did his thing. You know what I mean? That's my guy. That's, that's my guy. You know no, what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm being totally honest, bro. Like, I'm, I, I, I kind of, I, I pride myself in hip hop and being a hip hop aficionado. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Listen yeah. to all facet of rap, and I, in, I'm the first one to tell you, like, I really think that he can rap. I think he got talent. Who, Leo Rush? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Leo Rush got talent, man. Like, no, because like, I'm the first one to really... Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Home is where you should feel the safest. 
but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Not give props to like battle rap rappers or like people, like even like Damian Lillard, like he can rap, but he's an NBA player. I didn't give him his props at first. I was like, oh, he's just another motherfucker that got money that can rap. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. he he earned my respect just how, like, Leo earned my shit. Me so. personally, my favorite sports athlete that was a rapper was Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> Y'all must have forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, that shit was hard. But he stole, he stole I smoke, I drank, though. You heard me? Yeah, he stole that shit from Boosie. I don't fuck with that shit. Who Roy Jones? Hell yeah, bro. I smoke. I drink was was a like two years before he came. You gotta from. you gotta remember, man. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like y'all from yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I smoke. I drink. That was Boosie and Webby song when they first dropped yeah. their mixtape, uh, Ghetto Store. That was they shit. Mm-hmm. And Young Bleed, Young Bleed, that was a No Limit rapper. <laughs> Came my bad, intent. my bad. Came with the intent. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Let me tell you something real quick. <laughs> 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 Louisiana nigga came out. Let me tell you something real quick. But uh, what else happened? Uh, oh, Kushida and Walter. Yo, that oh, match. that was an excellent match. Mm, good that match. match was crazy. They went off. They went off. And then I got mad because I thought it went off at 10 o'clock. And I was like, oh, they only got like two minutes left. And I was like, oh, it goes to 10 10? Oh, this is great. Okay, never mind. <laughs> keep it cooking. The time, though. Yeah, yeah, keep it cooking. I like it. They want you to stay on, on task. You know what I mean? They don't want you feeling your channel surfing. Because why watch reruns of AEW when you can finish up this last 10 minutes of NXT? <laughs> we don't want to watch reruns. Not going front. Mm-hmm. I only saw about two segments from AEW. Oh, you didn't watch that episode? I did not get an opportunity. I, 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 I fell asleep. Oh, man. Y'all ain't I watched it? the rest of it at uh, Chili's last night. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Chili's, Chili's got I was watching the LSU game, and then a little boy next to me was like, hey, Dad, tell him to put AEW on. They had it on TV. <laughs> 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 I was laughing. <laughs> 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 no, I, I just can't say that yet. No, go ahead. No, go on air. I can't do that. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh okay. Oh uh, okay. I'll tell you afterwards. No bueno. Well, okay. Lo- Lo- Lorenzo, let me ask you, man. What is your opinions on on? Because uh, they already got two episodes out. What is your opinions on AEW show right now? I think AEW could definitely be improved. Um, from weeks one and two, I mean, it's been a, it's been a pretty good presentation. I feel two hour show. It's like it's a whole lot of colors and all of that when we first come on, you know what I mean? It is very colorful. Um, That week one was crazy. The end of was crazy week one. Um, But I do think the same thing like we were seeing on uh, Double or Nothing and Fight of the Fallen and All Out. It's really about the match sequencing Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes how long each match goes and what we see prior and at the end of those matches. So for instance, I noticed that uh, at the end of the Rio and the, uh, you know, Nyla Rose match that Kenny Omega came out. And I mean, you know, Kenny Omega, you know, we, we, we know about his history in Japan and all that shit. Right. And everything and like the talents that he's worked with, the many uh, young Joshi 
you know, athletes that he's worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, with Rio being one of them, and it's kind of interesting, like, the slight differences we're going to see with these companies because we know that, like, a lot of people in WWE, like, bang with each other. Like, they friends, right? But a lot of right. times we don't necessarily see them on camera. And so I think AEW trying to do this interesting thing where they're kind of letting the, the people, because we see that crowd. We see what those crowds look like. We know who the AEW faithful really is. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, they really letting the smarts be smart, right? Mm-hmm. And WWE, you know, they kind of like turning those up at smart culture. Mm. Um, on the network, we get a little bit, you know, we get ride along and we get, you know, the edgy Christian shit and it's kind of funny and we kind of get some glimpses, you know, with who really likes who, the total Divas reality TV bullshit, all of that. Yeah. Um, but on AEW's, you know, prime time programming where a wrestling ring was present, I think they're really going to try to let the smarts be smarts. And I think it's a gamble, to be totally honest with you, because it also goes into the presentation of the show, too. Um, and also, depending on when a certain match is seen at a certain time slot on their show, it may not be as many odds as it was for, like, hour one, right? Um, so I just think they got to, like, just look at some of those metrics and look at that rating in between both of their hours and uh, just see how it just could be better presented to everybody as opposed to it being, like, this show that just... Because, you know, with the WWE, they pander to that PG crowd and their, like, commercial crowd. AEW seems like they want to pander to, like, the smarts a little bit, right? I think AEW, it would be in their best interest just to find that balance between the two, if that makes sense. Because they're going to need that commercial look. They're going to need that commercial piece, right, to be on television and to hit ratings. But, you know, we'll see how they present, um, you know, in these next few months. Now, let's give the real truth to AEW. <laughs> From a journalist standpoint, mm-hmm. show's been trash. <laughs> when you start your first week out with the Cody Rhodes match, <laughs> and then you have the goddamn audacity to start out with the Young Bucks the second week, mm. you're pretty much telling me, like, yo, don't watch this. Because mm. it's everybody that you hate. <laughs> so, <laughs> but they had private party. Man, you know what I mean? That's that's where the, the trouble begins. Because it's like, man, I got to support Private Party, but it's the Young yeah. Bucks. Dog, Private Party in the Young Bucks was pretty damn good. It was. <laughs> it was yeah. called Spade a Spade. It was because of Private Party. Absolutely. That's not, I'm not saying that's not the fact, but it was still great. Like, you know, I got to add something. I got to add something. The Bucks being in the position that they are now, right, in this particular company and everything, they know they're going to need a similar, and I don't, I don't really want to say that the uh, uh, the private party is a quote unquote similar tag team to the Young Bucks. I think that the Young Bucks really see the value in these men, and which is why they went over right on, you know, being that first match of the night. Right, I think they really see the value in them, and at the end of the day, the Bucks know that okay, like we're EVPs of this company, you know. We're basically in a position to pretty much like bring tag team wrestling back, and so I I just think man like you know probably like the sky's just a limit for them man, and I think that the Bucks see the value in them, which is why they got signed, and we see that they're the only like sprinkles of color in the in, in the men's division, um, and that's more just so to their credit, you know I don't want to sit up here and say that the private party is special snowflakes because they've been signed off. Yeah. They're very deserving of it, but like the Bucks really see the value in those guys, and they really know what's going on with them. 
and they you, got him early. Would you give Private Party the uh, the tag team titles, or would you build that up? I would, I, I would build that up, and I would tell you who I would put the titles on. Who you got? I would put the titles on Santana and Ortiz. Hmm. Because if the inner circle is going to be this faction that we're going to be seeing every week, right? And I kind of like how... See, the Jericho thing is interesting, too, man. Like, a lot of people... Like, like Cody get a lot of shit, but Jer- Chris Jericho gets a lot of shit, right? And he basically... He builds on that. Like, the fact yeah. that, like, he's this guy... Like, I like you know, for instance, um, AEW is in Philly this week. Yep. Um, I'll hopefully be showing up barring I get out of work early. You got like, this, If I man. don't, I'm going to try to <laughs> sell my ticket at the last minute. You got this. But the, the promo that Jericho had cut for the Darby Island match, like, he just makes you, like, believe it, right? And so the fact that he's calling himself Le Champion, he's this Canadian guy... And like you know, he basically shit all over Cody and his dad pops on Wednesday, which I thought yeah, really, yeah, yeah, really, yeah, really, yeah, really did. I was like, damn. Um, and, and that's my guy, right? Dusty is Dusty is my guy. That shit I, me I, I, I told Brady I told, I told um, Scotland the other day. I was like, yo, yo, Jericho to go. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that boy vicious man. That boy Jericho is a wrestling. He's a wrestling mind. And I think yes, with this sir. inner circle, he knows thing, what he's doing. Wrestling savants, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, but with this inner circle thing, if it's going to be convincing to you know, kind of both sides of your audience, um, Jericho is like half him ride that title out, right? And I noticed that within the tag team tournament, it seems like there's a team missing from the right side of the bracket with yeah. Dark Order having their bye week. It's like where do Santana and Ortiz kind of fit in this? So. I would somehow, some way, like, make a story, create a story where they force their way into that tournament and put the titles on, put 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 the titles on your heels. Because you have Rio with the women's title. I don't know how that scene is going to really pan out for the rest of the year. Hopefully things get better and more exciting. But as far as those titles, man, put get, give, give your titles to all of the hills. Don't give no titles to Kenny yet. Don't give any titles to... Uh, private party yet. Have them kind of chase shit, right? Yeah. Put the titles on Santana and Ortiz. And people know who they are. You know, you know what, man? The fact that you even said, you know, I didn't even think of a match between uh, Santana Ortiz and Private Party. I think that'd be a great going into uh, next year's that be the uh, final. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, you know, I think that could even be a great match you build into. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming the Double or Nothing is like their big one of their big pay per views that that they would take in Las Vegas. Yeah, I would be build to like a big, you know, maybe ladder match, TLC type match between oh between those two teams. Hmm. Now, I, I think the the person the team that they're going to put the tag teams on uh, tag team title on is um, Dr- um, Jurassic Express. Jurassic Express, yeah, they're over. They're over yeah, you like know, they're, they're you know, even though they haven't been on TV, they're they will be they, next week. They're positioned as the the top like babyface team. You know, people love Luchasaurus. Uh, it's just a boy and his dinosaur, and <laughs> and their Marco, <laughs> and their Marco, yeah, you know what I mean? He's not a part of that shit. You know what I mean? Uh, I, you know, my my personal pick, I would have gave it. I want to give it to the Dark Order. Yeah, because I'm a fan of Dark. I just I don't get why people hate on him. I, mean, I just I don't they, get. They lame. <laughs> <laughs> they have minions. They're really convinced. When you got minions, and then those minions make a throne. I, I mean, I get some people's complaints because it's to, to some people, you know, I've listened, you know, listening to other stuff and shit like that. People think the Dark Order is really cartoony and it's kind of like, you know, the, you know, 
there and the two guys who are in dark order are indie darlings, right? Yeah. They've been busting yeah. ass for a while, and people know who they are. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, the dark order are really convincing. I wouldn't be mad at them as champions. They would have to convince some other folks, but I'm I'm convinced for them as well. It's not the skinny one. <laughs> <laughs> It's the fat one. Darko. Darko. He changes character. Like, to me, if you go back and watch uh, Double or Nothing and uh, Fight for the Fallen, his character, like, his mannerisms and his character changes to me. Like, he seems serious in the first one when they unveiled the Dark Order because I I feel like I'm the the wrestling fan that's, that's unbeknownst to the to the indie circuit, if you will. And I, I believe he was supposed to win me over. He kind of mm. did that first one. The second one, I was like, yo, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> like, he was like, 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 he was just acting all jolly and shit. Like, like yo, bro, you supposed to be, you supposed to be this dark ass character. You're you the dark order. Like now you looking all yeah, jolly. But, and shit. but you know what though, man? It's like that evil Is you type high of. On perk? What the it's, fuck? You know, it's like that evil type of jolly. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I didn't get. It's like his, Nightmare Before Christmas jolly. That's what it kind of reminds yeah, me. I get yeah. that. I get that. And it is the same shit. I would try to if I was you guys. I would try to make that to me too. But me outside looking in. I didn't get that type of vibe from him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I have an unbiased vibe. You know what I'm saying? I like I want him to win. I want I want that. Like when I first seen it, I was like, yo, they got motherfuckers making themselves as chairs <laughs> and they sitting on their ass. Pause. Mm. That shit. <laughs> like wrestling, like I was like, yo, they 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 on some shit on some, on the low. Then got then I was like, what the fuck is they doing? They acting jolly and shit, motherfucking like the fucking blue meanie and shit. Hey, <laughs> hey, maybe maybe it's just me, but that's just that that's my opinion. You, know I, mean? I personally mm. like the Dark Order, so I don't know why. <laughs> Why they get all this hate? I'm, I, I'm speaking for the people that got them that's outside looking. I'll in. tell you who deserves. I'm outside looking in. I'll I'm, tell you who deserves the hate, Cody. Back to this. Why are you always going back to this nigga? <laughs> no, okay. So, like I said, next week, you know, what I mean, um, you have Darby Allen, Chris Jericho, Ada, Philadelphia Street Fight. I don't like that. You don't like it. No, I was going to say, man, you know, like I was saying in the group message, um, I think Darby Allen, there's an upside to Darby Allen that I think AEW will have the ability to tap in. Mm -hmm. I think this is the perfect showcase for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I guess uh, a a true veteran like Jericho. Mm -hmm. But it was saying, like I was saying, I would have more slow build this one. You know what I mean? I understand you want to get the Philadelphia street fight and everything. I personally, Philly being a wrestling town, I would have personally done Jericho versus Christopher Daniels. Mm-hmm. First time match, you know, two, you know, grizzled veterans, you know, give them 15, 20 minutes, you know, especially since both of them can still go mm-hmm. at the pace yeah. that they do. And then, like I said, you start a, a slow build to Darby Allen because I think you need, with him, you need a story that portrays him for what he is this 
this underdog. It's kind of reminiscent. I think I, I forgot who said it. Like Spike Dudley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, Spy. Yeah. <laughs> LSD. <laughs> <laughs> Little Spike. You know what I mean? And you know, but you know, and you know who I personally would bring in to to feud with him? Uh, Bully Ray. Mm. Mm, that'd be dope. I think Bully yeah, Ray would be, be a per- a perfect person to. To bully the little nigga around. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be crazy. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, he definitely get bullied. Yeah, yes. like d- dominated multiple yes. times. And you know, speaking of bully Ray, shout out to Devon. Just holding him, him and his white woman. Devon and his white woman. Yes. So I didn't know that he was dating or he was married to a white woman until I saw that photo. I was like, oh, you shit. didn't, you you couldn't peep that out. No, I did not. I'm not trying to, <laughs> I'm not trying to stereotype. <laughs> he just looks but like the type. My <laughs> and, and nothing wrong with it. I believe nah. you know love. Love is love. Love is love. <laughs> Put it like love this. Love, Put it like this. This he is look like the nigga that would date a white girl. Put Becky. it like this. Put it like this. This is not the D Von Dudley I know. <laughs> Talking about brother testify. Oh yeah. Reverend D Von wouldn't have this. Yeah. Man, you don't have a front row with the pee. Hell yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Right next to the deaconess. Yes, indeed. <laughs> right there. Get all the collections. Yes, sir. I just can't um, wait for next week. When the red skirt and red Jurassic King of the Express, Lucha Brothers. That's going to be a good match. That's going to be a hell of a fucking match. A, or NXT, I believe, has... Um, what do they got next week? Uh, Pete Dunne, Damian Priest. Is that, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. next week. I forgot Damn. what else. Nah, because two weeks hard. from now is... Uh, Dreaming strong, strong yeah. Damien Priest hard. Bro. Yo, that promo Dream did. Velveteen <laughs> Dream, the last one. Yeah. Go. Yeah, that was hard. That top, was tough. Top five. Yeah, but the, he was the one number one pick that, for a reason. Like, Yo, what the fuck? Exactly. I understand. Exactly. Yo, did you uh, did you get uh, did you watch NWA Power? I did, man. What'd you think of it, man? I think NWA Power is, is dope. It's it's straight wrestling dope. It's straight yeah. wrestling dude. It's like it, it, you know, it it, it it basically fed like you know the kid in me that you know just going back to the beginning of the podcast. You know, shit. Like I really wish I could have been at a lot of those Jim Crockett promotions events with my dad. You know, oh yeah, man. And despite some of the racism, yeah, you know, experiencing that, you know, what I'm saying, just saying what it was like. But you know, even down to. You know the promos, right? Yeah. Like, and I, you know, I'm big on Nick Aldis. You know, that's really why I tuned in. But to see Eddie Kingston pop up, and to see these characters, you know, who we're used to seeing elsewhere, they're in like this real retro arena, and yeah. like, you know, even the cameras resemble the old old like, school. Band. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What I was yeah. Saying, so I was like, that, the the way that they, and this, I'm I'm big on nostalgia, was, man. man. I'm a nostalgia dork. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> same. I, I loved it. I I loved it, man. I'm glad with the numbers they did. Yep. Oh, um, you know, ten pounds of gold still going strong. I don't. It's yeah, man. I, I just like I like it, man. It's just it's it's it's, it's for it's for grabs people. NWA power. Right. Yeah, man. I I want to say my favorite part was definitely when uh, Eddie Kingston and uh, Homicide showed up because yeah. I can't wait for that match. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
What what is the tag team they going to get? Um, oh, the wild cards. The wild cards. I was about to call yeah, them the wild, wild cards. Wild cards is a very underrated, like underrated fucking tag. Yeah, team yeah, they're pretty like, decent. I like them. Yeah, man. Uh, the big the big boys at the beginning, the first the tag team, the Dawsons, yeah. those are big yeah, boys, those are big yeah, boys. Big and they boys. just like I went into it not really knowing too many people. And I was like, oh, this is entertaining. I like this and, shit. And then but like, and Tim, Tim Storm looked like fucking Larry Sabisco. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, though, man? It's, um... Uh, <laughs> real tough. They, uh... There's, right now, they're sitting at YouTube 400, uh, 400K. Oh, damn. 400K for the video. That's big. Love, you know what I mean? They, they got props from The Rock, which, you know, for real, don't have no weight. <laughs> like, nah, yeah, that, that wasn't the rock. That was motherfucking Dwayne. Nah, nah. What the fuck he was when he was with um Jim Cornette? Oh, Flex. Oh, Flex Cabana. Flex Cabana. Flex Cabana. I love you. I love you, Jim. <laughs> nah, man. I, I loved it. I loved the presentation. Um. Yeah, Nick Aldis, he, he did an interview. I, I, I guess the NWA has a podcast that they do. Oh, okay. Which I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> not, some, not something I would listen to, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not like the Black Guy Wrestling podcast. Uh, hey, every Monday, uh, you know what I'm saying. But you know, he said something, and I, you know, um, you know, true, you know, a real boxing aficionado such as DMac here would appreciate. He wanted, he wants the presentation of the NWA to resemble. Uh, I think he said M- or HBO boxing. Right. That, that sports presentation mm. that really separates themselves from the norm of what you see with sports entertainment, such mm-hmm. like that. Real. You know, he mm-hmm. said he wanted, you know, and I think he said Billy Corgan, especially with the vision of power, he wanted it to look like prize fights. That's what it kind of looked like yeah. in a weird way. It, it kind of did resemble like, especially with the promos and everything. Like, it kind of yeah. reminded me of like old school boxing Promos, how each wrestler had cut their own promo, whatever. Like, I don't know if you, if you're, um, Lorenzo, if you ever, like, dove in, it sounds like you would, but, uh, like, old Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling. Yeah, uh, man. You know what I mean? Like, every, like, maybe, like, every two weeks, they would have a big title match. So it'd be, like, Jack Briscoe versus Roddy Piper for the yeah. uh, Mid Atlantic Championship. Mm. And they would go for about, 15, 20 minutes, crowds going, you know, small crowds, so it's real intimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did the same thing with Tim Storm and uh, Nick Aldis. I would love yeah, to see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I noticed. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was going to put it on Twitter, but a match I want to see on in that setting is Nick Aldis versus Davey Boy Smith Jr. Yes. For the oh, NWA boy. title. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. Personally, I'm really hard. Yeah. I, I need to see that on a PBV, though. <laughs> what, what do you think... Um, NWA would do numbers for a pay per view. I mean, with that first episode, for a small, for a small circuit, uh, for a, um, like an internet one, like like uh, like URL. I know we, I'm, I'm reverting back to battle rap. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that circuit they started off of like on YouTube, mm-hmm. built their crowd up. I, I believe they got the same number of fans as URL does. Mm. That's a good point. I can see that. Yeah, I just you know what I mean like these like these I feel like not enough companies utilize YouTube and I understand you know over the years YouTube's um, monetization has drastically changed yeah. so a lot of mm-hmm. promotions a lot of well a lot of promotions that were on YouTube had to stop because of the lack of monetization yeah that you don't, you make, know, as much, you don't make as much money as you used to yeah but yeah. but like I said you have. NWA Power on Tuesdays. Uh, one of my favorite 
promotions is MLW. Watching MLW yeah. Saturday nights, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think they got a fantastic because it's an alternative to what we're seeing, and I feel like the alternative is starting to it sticks out. A little it bit. does stick out. It does stick yeah. out. You know what I mean? Like, because like I said, with, like when I was watching NWA Power, like granted it was only an hour long, but like it felt longer than an hour. To me personally, it felt like it almost really like a two-hour show, and I wanted more from it. That was the crazy part. Like I was like, "Damn!" Like some of the matches, were like they were about maybe we'll say fifteen minutes the most. But mm-hmm. I was like, "Damn, man!" Like I just like one more match. There's gotta be one more match. And Shit. Then, Shit. Honest, and Tim Storm mm-hmm. put on the match, and I was like, "Damn, that's it!" I was like, "Fuck!" You know, like I was, I was intrigued by. It. You know, I was very interested in. It. Like, so like, I feel like they could do some sort of like pay-per-view thing you know like you said with what URL does you know they do their normal shows during the week or whatever and then we'll say like at the end of the month they do a, a pay-per-view buy that they have from their own streaming network like what was it what uh, AEW was doing with the the fight for the fallen uh, you know with double the, or nothing uh, double or nothing with the fight network or not the fight network what's it mm-hmm. breaking 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 bleacher report I got yeah. something to say about that later but go ahead but yeah like it's just like you know I was I was very happy because one I got to see James Storm I haven't seen James Storm since fucking TNA Impact right and I love yeah. James Storm <laughs> Uh, got to see Eli Drake. Eli Drake's been in Impact as well, and I loved mm-hmm. Eli Drake when he was he in was Impact. Drake. Yeah. You know, and then even seeing Tim Storm, I don't know much about Tim Storm, but for the guy at his age and everything, even like the little vignette promos that they cut, where like they were talking about Tim Storm being a, you know, a previous NWA champion for this long, and then he lost the belt, but then he became like a school teacher, and then he's got this redemption shot, basically, or whatever, you know. It just it seemed cut class like like a cut classic basically man that's what I liked about it like yeah, yeah. like when I when I envisioned the NWA championship when they even brought it back back in like ninety eight um, on WWE I, that was my first time ever seeing it like I ain't never thought of WCW as like NWA oh, man. So, so I'm that type of fan. So if you guys want to know what type of fan I am, I'm that type of fan. Oh, yeah, I got stories for days. I, I, I started watching in 96. I'm that type of fan. So hey. I started started doing the retro shit back probably towards like 99. You know, it's, it was funny, too, because when, uh, <laughs> when you asked, like, you didn't want to watch a non-WWE pay per yeah. I was like, I want to hit this nigga with some like real old school shit. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, no, no. But check this out though, man. Like back in, I used to live in Columbus, Georgia, like um, back in like 96, 97, 98. So that's Fort Benning. Yeah. So doggone, um, we we had this place called Video Warehouse, and I used to look for the wrestling DVDs that used to have the most cartoonish uh, cover. tape cover. So I had watched like. Uh, WrestleMania, like, 1 through 10, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Royal Rumble, goddamn, 92, all of, like all the 90 Royal Rumbles and in, in, in King of the Rings. So I seen them shits, but, like, ECW, I watched one. My dad was like, you ain't watching that shit no more. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, like, when I, but my point was to say, like, when I seen James Storm, old-looking ass, like I'm not I'm saying that shit in all due respect if he watching we want to interview. I'll be down for it. I'll be you say you good? War Raiders all day, baby. War Raiders all day. But no, but he looked like a vintage wrestler that like we would want to interview like 
it, it'll be easy to interview the last somebody that we've seen yeah. in WWE, ECW, WCW. We didn't hear the story of the indie wrestler that was indie the whole fucking time with no major recogni- recognition. Stories for days. <laughs> I mean, I you, got, so I got you stories fucking, for days. You fucking wrestling Google. I, I was gonna say, <laughs> I got stories for days, man. You fucking wrestling Google, you man, know. Rec- you got it on the top, man. Reckless youth, Scoot Andrews. I thought he looked. I thought he was like the perfect indie old ass wrestler and I mean that in all due respect well, it, I said I said with bad articulation but. no 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 because I'm saying the same thing about Tim Storm Tim Storm is very reminiscent mm. of like a wrestler you would have seen in like maybe like late 70s early 80s you know what I mean like big guy mm. not flashy you know what I mean uh, you know the basis of you know I guess you could say like a meat and potatoes type of wrestler right. like there ain't yeah, no the filter biggest, with him the biggest dude yeah, yeah, yeah right. you know what I mean but um Look, we've stalled long enough to talk about what we really came here for. Bailey. Oh, man. My baby booty. Bailey. Big oh, Heel Bailey. Big Tessa Be- Bailey. Big Booty Bailey. Let's, let's start with bro- oh, Are we doing the round table? Yeah, let's, let's start with round table. Let's, let's start with, love Bailey. Let's start with, let's start with brother, brother Lorenzo, man. Heel Bailey, what you thinking? About, about the hail time? Yes, sir. Loved it. Overdue. Yes. yes. <laughs> Overdue. Um, Bailey has been really, you know, the the, the gimmick part. He, I just kind of accept, right? I remember, you know, back in the horsewoman days, um, in NXT, Bailey was kind of, I guess, about. I guess I, you can kind of, I yeah, you can kind of say she was my second favorite. I wasn't really that high on Becky and Charlotte. You know, I just really wanted. Just, I mean, you know, it's Ric Flair's daughter, you know. Um, I thought that eventually, you know, she was going to be great, which she ended up being. Becky, I never would have expected this, mm-hmm. just putting it out there, mm-hmm. um, you know. Um, but, yeah, the, 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 the Sasha and Bailey match at TakeOver 2, I believe, really, like, made me fall in love with her, like, oh, in the ring. That's um, what I became And, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know. You ain't... <laughs> If you're just no, you're not getting, no, no, don't need it, man. The jumping talk. He cap, <laughs> yo, he cap like all day. This nigga lying. He ain't like it until she hit, until she hit Becky with a chair. Episode thirty-seven. Yeah, episode thirty-seven when he became a fan of Bailey. There's a lot of cap in this route. Nigga lying. Why you always lying? Why you always lying? Oh my god. Stop fucking lying! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're still lying. Yes, sir. You're lying like a rock. I was about to say, there's no proof, but there is. There's hella proof! <laughs> but anyway, continue, my brother. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I came around to her, and I'm like, you know, this girl can go. Um, she definitely respects the game. Um... Yeah, and I, but I just saw, you know, it was just certain times in which it seemed like, you know, the WWE, you know, on a given night, Raw, SmackDown, whatever, they were just putting her out there um, without the real intentionality behind her. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought some of the Sasha Bailey stuff on the main roster and the Elimination Chamber and all that stuff was pretty okay. It was cool. Um, and, I mean, she's been pretty successful, you know, has, has held both uh, championships, was, you know, was, it, was, was, was a tag team champion, won money in the bank. Um, so, I, yeah, I just really think it's just time, you know. I'm, I'm just really curious about music. 
I'm curious about attire, um, and just things of that nature. Uh, the haircut is dope. I, you know, it's yes. it's, it's different. Yeah, if you just so used to ponytail. Um, but the yeah, man, the turn is, is way overdue. Way overdue. Yeah. Brother Nolo, your thoughts? Hey, man, I was quite excited. Yeah. I've been, I've been a Bailey fan. I ain't never been no. I ain't turned my back on Bailey ever. Man, fuck them. Niggas. I was here. I've, I've been here since day one. Hell yeah. Yes. Unlike some niggas over here. Right. You got the, the wrong people. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we man. good. We good around here. No. Uh, but nah. Um. I. I'm happy. Like, cause I saw some people get upset that she didn't do it during the pay per view and she just had like a little mental breakdown. But I, I liked how they at least like they made it go out a little bit. And then she came out and she sliced the fuck out of all them little inflatable shits. If you think mm-hmm. about it, for, like for real, for if you want to like dive a little deep, mm-hmm. usually you know, and this goes kind of for everybody. When you have like a serious like mental breakdown over something, mm-hmm. usually the first thing you do is you change your appearance. Yep. Yes. You cut your hair. People cut their beards. They'll change their gear. You know what I mean? Hair like, color. I didn't women, understand why women people cut their hair and dudes grow their hair. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I never understood. I didn't understand why people were like. Oh, this is stupid. Why she? Have- no, like this is what people do. This is what they do yeah. in real life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They go through changes, and I loved it. And then I've heard, I've heard her like new music. Her new music doesn't sound bad. It sounds it's like not- something, but I can't t- can't put my finger on it yet. It, it's it's similar. Music. It's similar to her old music, but it. I, I, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, it have a little bit more um, guitar riffs in it. Yeah, it definitely has more guitar in it. And you can well, tell she's that. 182 opening Bailey. And yes, like, <laughs> I don't want to be like the real life. She's Pam. Oh, okay. Right. Pam came out, and I don't want to be the dude that assumed too much shit. But if I am, like, sound like she probably put the shit herself in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? You talking about the music? Hell yeah! Oh, because she can play guitar. Exactly. You remember when Champa came out with no music for a little bit? I love that. That was great. I love to see Bailey yeah. for a little bit. Like the booze? Yeah, just oh, no man. music. Just let the just let the just let the hate just seep in. But it's not that much hate though. Nigga, do you we were there to smack down after she turned. Mm-hmm. We was wildin'. For adults. <laughs> adults don't care. When I saw that video of that little boy crying. Oh, <laughs> that shit brought joy to my heart. It was great. I was like, cry. We cry, think we cry, think. little boy, cry, just, cry your heart out. I just love it because like we were watching it and it was just like she has the hood on. You know, what I'm she's got the black and gold on, mostly black. And I was I like, like, that part. Why she got a hood on? That's weird. And What's then her AEW colors? She got all. All still for a second. She took the hood off, and I was like, "Did she cut her hair?" I thought she, maybe she had like a ponytail in the back or whatever. I was like, mm-hmm. "Okay, she did away with the side pony ponytail." Thank <laughs> God. But then you notice it was a haircut because she had turned her body. I was like, "Oh, she's gonna cut her hair." Then next you know she grabs yeah. the bat with the blades on it and started. We were like, "Cut him down! Cut the motherfuckers down!" <laughs> so start yeah. wagging him like it was a tree, and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> oh man, it was great. The only thing like I I hate about wrestling. Twitter is that they're trying to compare like her outfit to Tessa Blanchard's outfit. Right. They're just like it resembles it so much and she's trying to be like this Tessa Blanchard now, character. I said when she like there was like a camera angle where she like She looked, did. She looked like Tessa Blanchard. That's why I sent out the tweet. I was like, yo, Tessa mm. Bailey out right now. <laughs> Outside of that, didn't see nothing. They, look, to be honest, they kinda got the same chin. Like I'm not gonna front. They got that, that big chin. You know Don't what I'm saying? I'm gonna, but it's cute, though. I ain't even gonna lie to you, bro. As soon as I seen her with that hoodie, 
the first thing I thought about was when the Undertaker had cut his hair. Oh. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought about. Like, like honestly, bald oh, bald mark when he had when he had got that mohawk. Yeah, that's I, honest to God, to like the truth. I was like, yo, she cut her head. You know what? In hindsight, he lost the streak way before he was put to the mat. <laughs> Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Some of that Mohawk's like, oh yeah, he's a Yeah, what the fuck you doing? <laughs> Motherfucker went to uh, sports clips and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Give me but the number three. But, number three. but anyway, like, wait, like, I got it. Like, I got, I got the look. Like, she did it, and it kind of worked. It worked. And she was aggressive in the match too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Very aggressive. Like, that's what I like. You got to. Man. And the Bailey, the Bailey didn't work. No, it didn't. <laughs> no. I like how she was like, like she was doing the little heel tactics here and there when she had the belt before she lost it recently. But, like, the whole foot on the ropes thing. And then, like, you know, there was the other fucking trip into the fucking turnbuckle shit again. Mm-hmm. And then she rolled her up just out of nowhere. I was like, I like it. I was, I'm proud that she finally turned over. Mm. Hopefully it's something new. I haven't heard the music. I got to listen to the music. I didn't even know they released it's it. On, it's yeah. on it came Twitter. out right when she won the belt. Oh, no shit? Look, yeah, right oh, that's yeah. oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, look. Pass or no fucking up again. Pass or no pass. I'm here for Hill Bailey. Absolutely, I have nothing yeah. against it. Yeah, I'm here for him. I want it all. All chopper claps for Bailey. The only, the only oh, uh, thing I got against it, the only thing I got against it is that I think they hit, like uh, Lorenzo was saying earlier, the smart marks by jump on it and cheer for before. So that's the thing I worry about too. Yeah. They might do the thing with what they did with Becky. Exactly. That's like, the only they thing I jump. About. They gon they gonna cheer for and then like the the um, the common fans. I'm gonna cheer for it. Right. Right. They might they might not fuck with I'm it. cheering for it. You go get them, Pam. Exactly. <laughs> you, you go, go get Pam. Em, Pam. You got it. We <laughs> love you, Pam. All she needs is a blonde streak in her hair now too. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Man, she says some fuck. But I'm telling you, man, you, a, you just I, do the Rollins blonde streak every time you turn him. Man, she ain't gonna need no streak. I give her a streak. Boy, let me chill. <laughs> quick, quick tip. <laughs> quick tip before you know we wrap all this up. You know what I mean? Um, was anybody upset about Kofi not really saying anything about the WWE title? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. I guess it to was a, a sign. To a point. I it believe. was a. It was a sign, man. It was like they're officially done. Yeah. They're done. They're done with our guy. They're done. Because what you do? Because my thing is, I think. With the WWE title being on Brock, the de facto type title, type type top title, excuse me, guys, the de facto top belt in the company 
it, on SmackDown, that is, will be the who got drafted. Was is it is will it be the the U.S. title? As of right on now, SmackDown? as of AJ, right, AJ's on Raw. So. AJ's on Raw. Yeah, AJ's yeah. on Raw. And then Nakamura, but the Raw. Okay. Yeah, Nakamura is eligible to get drafted. To get drafted. Monday. Yeah. So whatever mid card title is on SmackDown, that's going to be the top title. Kofi might get a run at that. But as far as, like, Kofi being a top contender for the top prizes in the company, I think they're done. And not having him, like, acknowledge that, it just, it just speaks volumes about their intentions, man, and, 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 their, and their plans going forward. And it's crazy. I guess... That match was despicable. No, that match was definitely some absolute trash that never should have happened that way. Yeah. But I guess I look at it as, like, you know that... You know they're going to ha- they're gonna try to put... Um, Brock and um, what's his name Kane for their uh, for the shit at Saudi. So I guess after that, yeah. I guess that's when I kind of assume that yeah. Kofi would say something, or Kofi will say something like when he gets drafted, because he's still because I think he's gonna get drafted on Monday, but we don't know where he's gonna get drafted to, of course, because I don't even yeah. know if they're gonna have the new day together or they're gonna split him up, and who knows what the hell they're gonna plan on doing. But I do think he actually is gonna say something. They just had him do that. Um, Susan B. Coleman. Yeah, they did, they had him do the Susan B. Coleman shit to like fucking pity party. Yeah, try to like yeah. put like put his attention to something else. So then they didn't say anything. But you know, we're gonna say something. It looked like they were kind of setting up, you know, something with him and AJ. Yeah, you it know, what like it. which I'm, I'm okay with. I, I, you know, I, mean, I, I still think he's going to Raw. That's me personally. No, I think they're, I think New Day is getting drafted with Raw. Okay. I think they're splitting up. Huh? I think they're getting split up. I can't see it now. I don't see them getting split up. I see they getting split up. Well, it took. I, I can't see. What y'all want to bet? I can't see it because they took the whole OC group into Raw, so I can just see them taking the whole New Day group as one into whatever brand they decide to draft them into. I don't see them doing it individually because if that was the case, honestly. Uh, they would have drafted AJ separately from the OC. Yeah, he's a part of the OC now, but I feel like because he's a mm. title holder and the OC aren't, I feel like they're they're kind of segregated, honestly, by title shift. But at the at the same token, you can look at it from a you kind of need a a, a a heel faction yeah. in the sense. Yeah. So you you know what I mean? Like this, if if they were gonna pull the trigger on splitting them, this would be the time to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, I just I can never see if they don't do it. If they don't do it Monday, I can't see the new day ever split. They gonna split yeah. up all together Nigga, on one want, show. Do you want to? Do you want to bet some wings? Huh? You want to bet? Huh? I want to bet some wings. wings. <laughs> all wings. How many? I I say they split. You say they don't. They stay together. together. Yeah. I bet they. Uh, what what time frame? The draft. Monday. Um, no, that's because Monday is the second part. Two, of the second day, right? I, I let's say they, they, the, they split by they split by WrestleMania. No, it has to be by the they ain't no, ain't no bet. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga said no bet because how else are they gonna how else are they gonna split them they up? Gonna, they, they gonna they gonna split them up at the draft. I'm saying they gonna they gonna bring them. You know what? Raw, you know what? Split. By WrestleMania, by WrestleMania, by, by, by WrestleMania, they gonna split. Eat them. Yeah. Eat them wings in wings. Tampa. Oh, <laughs> oh, Jr. Cricket, whatever wings. You oh, what are, whatever the restaurant down in Tampa is, buddy. Speak, oh, yeah, speaking yeah, of yeah. Tampa, brother, are you gonna uh, make the voyage to uh, WrestleMania? We got the gardening tools. <laughs> <laughs> we do. 
Shit, bro, my name D Mac. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Wherever I go, the gardening tools will go. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna talk. Oh yeah, we <laughs> we gonna talk. I'm single. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh no, not about that. Uh, <laughs> we just gonna talk. But you pulling up? You pulling up WrestleMania this yeah, this year, right? I plan on being in Tampa with Bells on, man. Now, are, you, do it. are you actually going to WrestleMania? Because we, we haven't decided if we're actually going. We're, we're definitely I, going to NXT. I haven't decided yet, neither. I was, I was leaning towards maybe not being at Raymond James Stadium and watching it from wherever I am in the city. And, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm real big on, like, you know, the indie scene in these particular cities every year. I want to go to Pancakes and Power Drivers. I want to go to Bloodsport. I want to see what GC, you know what I'm saying, like what GCW does bless for, but I want to see if they want to do something else, um, you know, those those days down there. But that's more so what I'm into, you know. Straight up. Um, you know. I think, um, like I said, we, you know, we've been deciding that too. Like, we, we want to pull up to Wale Mania, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I, I plan to, to yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. the main shit I want to go to. I, yeah, I, plan, I plan on, look, I, it's funny, man. The Wale Mania thing is funny because. I, I mean, you know, and as we've talked about, like, controversial moments and stuff like that, there's been a couple moments with some of these people on Twitter, man. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking to look some people in their face just to see if they, you know. I was, I was the same energy. You know what? I was going to bring... I was gonna I'm bring, not here for any issues. I just want to see people. I just want to see folks. You know I was going to bring, bring it I back. Like fight. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just saying I like to fight. You know, you know my background. Yes, I do. Wait, wait, forever. <laughs> but that's what I was gonna bring. I was gonna bring back to the close. You know, to finish out with some more controversial moments. Because, like I said, you're a controversial man on Twitter. You know what I mean? It seems like some people may have beef with you, but probably won't say nothing to your face. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you know what I mean? Like uh, Joey Janela. Stop. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'll probably look at it, bro. Like. I, I was gonna say, man, you got you you got a couple couple people blocking you, don't you? It's it's been interesting, man. Can I, I uh, so yeah, so it's been it's been interesting, you know, being on Twitter, having some views, saying certain things. And mind you, these are some of these people, some of these platforms or shows are people that I have supported before, you know, and listened to and put other people on to. Um, but you know, but kind of the, you know to, to talk about Wally Mania. Uh, and, like, you know, the people that frequent that, you know, because, you know, they just came from New York. And I think a big part of the black wrestling thing right now, the black wrestling community mm-hmm. on Twitter, on, you know, you know, if they, you know, if they have podcasts, if they have shows, a large amount of these people are from New York City. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really because of, you know, New York being, you know, kind of like the mecca in the 90s of wrestling is why I named, chose the name of my podcast, The Curtain Call Show, because... Literally, the first place my dad took me to when he came home from jail, that was our first event. It was May 19th. You was at the Curry Call? Yes. Oh, You a legend. And at the time, you know, You're the legend, bro. main event between Diesel and uh, Sean was the thing. And we kind of went to a few more shows, right? We went to the one that was in Philly. We went to another one that was uh, in Virginia. And it's funny. I got a lot of Virginia talk to y'all because my great-grand folks is from Virginia, on my mom's side. Yeah, we can talk about that us. later. Yeah, um, but, make a long story short, you know, New York, you know, is the mecca of that shit, and it's kind of presented as a sport and the thing, and it's kind of like the county fair for, like, kids growing up in New York City, so I get that. Yeah. Um, 
But there was a particular show out there on the airwaves um, who, I've, who I've listened to for a little bit of time. They also had the word black in their uh, title. Um, kind of did a weird thing one time when it came to Ember Moon. And I oh, I know what you're talking about. story. <laughs> About the Ember Moon thing. Does anybody remember this? Yeah, you talk because they was talking about her hair and shit, right? Yeah. So my point was that they went ahead and they recorded pretty, you know, pretty nice amount time of a show. They record for lengthy times as well, which is dope. Um, But what they did was one week was that they basically uploaded uh, a piece of content from one of their episodes, Um, and. It was about the, the the content that they uploaded to Twitter was about a minute, and it was like a meme about Ember Moon and her hair, um, and they, and they made it like a video thing, right? Myself, along with Black Wrestling, Righteous Reg, yo, shout out to the Black Wrestling, shout out to them motherfuckers, shout out to Righteous Reg, man, yeah, we're right, he's doing right. excellent work, right? Um, we kind of had some things to say about that, about, and I, you know, I was talking about the Ember Moon thing for weeks before this happened, and then this happened, and I was like, yeah, this basically proves my point. Now, when it happened, Black Wrestling Podcast, I'm sorry, I'll just say the name, the Black Announce Table, if that's fair. Yeah, we want all the smoke. Personally, <laughs> didn't personally at me and say anything about what I had to say about Ember Moon because a lot of times you can't. You can't debate intelligence with ignorance, mm. especially when I'm coming from a place of trying to defend our people mm. and put on for our women. Hey, and it's my, a woman sitting on that show. My right? nigga Jay Z said, sidebar. From "Total a, sidebar, right? You can't, you can't um, argue. Well, you can't argue what with fools. Come from a distance. They went on their show and addressed who it. They went on their show and addressed it. They played some song. Uh, they played "You Don't Know My Name" by Alicia Keys. And on this particular segment of their show, they talked about yeah, mm-hmm. the, the, the guy that's been on, uh, the guy, I think his name is Ephraim. He's been on uh, Rassle Rat, and I think he's about to be on the Black Wrestling Podcast. And I think they're also doing good work as well. But this particular individual went on his podcast with his co-host and decided to play like a tough game about people not like knowing their name and you talking crazy to us and a lot of things got said in that segment, but again, they didn't at me on the timeline. They said something to Reg. But on their television show, basically the terminology that was used was that some pussy-ass niggas said some stuff to us about Ember Moon, Ooh. and we usually show love yeah, to Ember fine. Moon, and it was a joke, and these are just jokes, and we're getting jokes off. But, you know, me, I'm, I'm kind of tired of black women being jokes, right? And one thing, that, one thing that they said was that, you know, we show love to Ember Moon and da 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 Well, why didn't they put that on the timeline? Why didn't they make Why didn't they make a shout-out video to Ember Moon instead of a video about ridiculing her hairstyle? And, she, and first of all, she's a wrestler. She's not no fucking beauty queen. She's not, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying she's not no beauty queen to say, like, to take away from her looks, right? Because my, 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 my opinion about her looks really doesn't matter right now. What really matters is the fact that I felt I feel like they're taking this person that a person plays on television, and that they're using it for some type of like, it's 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 corny shit. It's the same thing white people do. So how can we sit up here and have the word black in the title of our podcast, but we're like shitting on the women? Long story right. short, some things I said about pussy ass niggas and this and that to the third. One thing that I really don't get down with, we can have discourse. We can we can chop it up. We can do this and that to the third. But one thing that we won't do is use that word to describe 
any man that I see as that's that that I look at, like I'm looking at you right now, Scotland, I that that would be that would never be a word that I would use toward you Straight as up. like my brother in this community. Straight up. None of y'all in that room. No low, Matt, Chiquito, mm-hmm. none of y'all. You know what I mean? And also, furthermore, I just thought it was really weird that they didn't say anything to me personally, like through DM or anything like that, but they went on the show and they was talking about like pussy ass people. And the whole thing about like that word in and of itself is like it's used in other contexts and it's basically a word to kind of say that you're something other than masculine because of what is on a woman's body. Long story short, right? Mm-hmm. So I just sent them a nice little thread that said, yeah, listen, you know, like I listen to y'all show and this and that sort of thing. And I got suspended for a week on Twitter because of it. I remember, yeah, <laughs> I remember that. I, remember. <laughs> I got suspended for this. But one thing I said, I was like, listen, you know, we enjoy wrestling. We do this and that to the third, but we will never be talking about anybody's a pussy because I said, if we want to talk about that, we watching the combat sport. I have a couple of belts that's that's a, that's of a certain color in certain studies. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, if we want to really like talk about like physicalities or anything like that, like we can find the local gym. Exactly. We can find the ring. We can find the mat. We can do that. We can fight but, for like, real. One thing we won't do is the 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 the, 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 the name calling and all of that. Oh, so I just man. used that thread to address that, and I didn't get nobody said anything back to me. I basically got suspended because I probably got reported. Um, oh, they reported you. Yeah, they definitely did. Oh, they reported you. They I'm sure they did. Oh, and I know that this particular show, like they're friends with a lot of people. Like you know, they get shouted out on TV, yeah. right? They get shouted out on Rap. You know what I'm saying? They kind of they kind of got some complex connections. I feel like not necessarily. To say that they're connected to Complex Magazine, like the actual corporation, but the relationships and people that they know, they, it's an algorithm on Twitter, so you get recommended based on who you connected with on on these things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was just like my one thing with them. It's just like, dude, like you know, you sit up here on this show every week, like you sound really out of shape. Don't <laughs> call nobody, <laughs> like you breathing into the mic every right. week, like you you're you, like you y'all literally drink Hennessy every week. I was just like, yeah, don't don't be getting too drunk on y'all show. Like, don't use this platform to try to like have, and and it's and it's over. It's dead. I don't think I will ever be in any type of physical education with anybody in this community. I'm just saying that like events like Wale Mania, events like that. Like, I'm just looking to see like who people are. I'm looking to meet people, and um, yeah, I just want to you know, I just, I just want to see what's up with people. You know, if if things are really how they seem. Hey, you know look, I mean? we got your back. Hey yo, you got yeah, four yeah, behind yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're we're running this joint deep together. You know what I mean? Black Avengers. Yeah. I like yeah. to fight. I know you do. Yo, <laughs> I, need, the, the, I need you to relax. D <laughs> Mac was getting hyped the entire time he was telling the story. And he was <laughs> He could he was like, yo, we need to go to Tampa now. <laughs> when you start when you start shadow boxing in a place that don't need shadow boxing, this nigga was fighting in the middle of the fucking thing. This is crazy. <laughs> nah, man, you know, I feel you on that, man. I, I you know, I didn't, wasn't alluding. And it's to- not like you know any shots or anything, man. It's, it's just really the fact, oh. right, about what happened, how I feel about it, how they needed to come. You know, and, and since then, I haven't listened to their show. I told myself I wasn't going to listen to their show anymore because, like, I'm a listener. At the end of the day, before before anything, like, I'm a listener, and you know. The, the market is filled with listeners, right? And I mean, especially when we're talking about black people in wrestling, we need to be trying to do like this. We need to be trying yeah, to connect. Yeah. We need to be trying to like not put down the people that are looking like us. Like, And I get it. We have conversations in the black community all the time about people. 
the sneaks they wore. This that that shit is. It, it happens, and it, and, it, and it needs to be more discourse around that. How people look, how their hair look, and those are more so personal conversations within the community that people have. But when we're when when we are sending our thoughts and things like that out to the airwaves, out to the public, and we keep talking about representation, how can we expect great representation when we can't even represent ourselves well? You, right? Mm-hmm. The representation matters game is a really difficult game to play if you don't know who you are mm-hmm. and you don't know who your people are. Right? It's about understanding who we are so we can continue to trek forward in these industries so we can help people make money, so we can make money, so we can enjoy ourselves at these events and so on and so forth. So just that extra shit I just thought was just kind of out of pocket. If you want to talk about Ember Moon's here, talk about that shit off of the air. But we black people that's calling ourselves journalists and content creators, we need to be when we say these people's names, there needs to be great things said about them Absolutely. in the public. Yes. And that's all I would say. Hey. That's, hey, that's all I would say. You said it good enough that to was, me. Shit. Yeah, shit. <laughs> I am about to say, because I, I remember when all that shit happened. Because I've I, I seen the little the video on the timeline that you was talking about. And I was like, oh, it's kind of interesting. That's the, the, the thing that you would put out there on the timeline. Like, all right. I'm about to say, but hey, y'all do your thing. That, that's y'all. <laughs> and you know what though man is you know piggyback on what he was saying like in some cases sometimes there is a divide in this I guess this this community that we have because yeah. you know what I mean now it was something I just I just picked up on maybe a couple of days ago where I was like there's genuinely a handful of people from this that that side of Twitter that I genuinely like respect their opinion mm-hmm. and I respect their content mm-hmm. and I respect what they do. And I'll give their podcast a listen because I know they give our podcast a listen. But then uh, I'm, I'm sure y'all remember a tweet I did a couple weeks ago where I um, took the video from Belly. Yeah. yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I was saying about how, like, you try to build with people, but in a sense you get played. Right. Mm-hmm. But you still want to connect because it's, it's, it's you know, integral to the culture. Exactly. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But you trying to figure mm-hmm. out how... Who ride for you for real? That too, you? but that too, that too. But in the sense, you trying to figure out, like, if it's like he should said, if it's integral, 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 integral to the culture, but you don't want to be played at the same time. Like you understand how significant that is to the culture, at you know what I'm saying. And but, you know, but you don't want to be you don't you don't want to be played on the mainstream yeah. sense. You Wait, know what I mean? I, I'm sure you know. I don't think you were part of the the podcast yet, but I know y'all remember like when we first like really started like doing things on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I always talked about like assembling like the Black Avengers. Yeah, yes. it was us, Lorenzo, Black Wrestling, D Mac now included. Shout out to a uh, Reasonable Doubt podcast. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah, they, do, they do great work. Um. And, like, I, that's still a vision. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, just, like, true content correct. Because it's, like, none of us, we, we we respect each other's opinion. We give each other, you know, plenty of respect. Mm-hmm. But then, like mm-hmm. I said, there's that other side that you don't get that, that same love for. That doesn't give you that same love back. Because I right. feel like some of them view you as... Oh, you're competition now. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. fuck with you because you're competition. That, yeah. That's how I'm Yo, saying. but at the end of the day, we still are black. Exactly. <laughs> so right. we, should, we should always want to have, but like, for to be there for each other. Man, matter of fact, man, I was talking to somebody about some business shit. 
maybe about like two weeks ago. And uh, and we were talking about just business, just just business in general. You know, like just business on like how we can just a cup like cup like come up on uh, like ABA business, applied a bit behavior analysis shit. And he was like, "Look, you as a black man, I don't see you as competition. I see you like just." Helping me, Brother, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Reg- regardless, exactly. he said, I don't, and I was telling them where I, I planned on building my company at and and stuff like that. He said, I don't care if you build it in Albuquerque, New Mexico, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. If you build a ne- next door to me, I'm a I'm gonna walk next door to you and just try to help you out. And that's how I look at everything I do. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Me, we we all. I, I, I had talked to y'all boys about like how we can expand about some shit. We ain't gotta we ain't gotta expand on this on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Me, if Lorenzo, me, you can talk about it later. But yeah, I was just saying like we ain't, like when it comes to like black business or business in general, the wrestling business. Hell, you ain't gotta like ponder your shit. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's Cause you can just you just gonna box yourself in into a hole. And when I went to that same that same mixer that I was at, that's that's exactly what I saw. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I saw people boxing themselves in, talking to the same people, and they all they gonna get the same results and be in the same place that it was Thursday that they was on Friday when they went in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Me personally, I'm here for all the smoke. <laughs> so if you're a podcast and you got a serious problem with us, please. Yeah, you bitch. got a motherfucking pl- calm down. We will be. <laughs> I got these <laughs> hands. Relax. No, we, we, we will be we on that shit. show, man. It was no, a lot fuck of all that, man. Fuck up. No, don't <laughs> no, fuck. No, fuck all that relaxing shit. And you want to see me? Meet me at goddamn two. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, all I know is if you ever want to see us, we are here in wonderful Hampton, Virginia. You will see us again at Tampa, Florida oh. for WrestleMania weekend. We will be there. Like it's it. not it's not that big of a deal. Like we'll be there. And we're gonna be, you know what I'm saying, on our level. We're not, not that on our level. We're going down there to enjoy ourselves. I'm saying on our level like Wiz Khalifa. Well, I'm gonna be intoxicated the entire time. A lot. So <laughs> that's my plan. But uh, my, oh, this is one of my favorite song. You know, you remember that Wiz Khalifa? <laughs> on that note, <laughs> on that note, tripping hey, look, this has been one. You know what I mean? I I, I feel like this could be a, another three, four hour show. It's a but classic. Unfor- yeah. But unfortunately, I got to go to work in the morning. Yes. Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't. I, <laughs> I don't either. Nah. But uh, like I said, man, I I think it, I you know I don't want to speak for everybody. I feel like this. One of the best episodes we've done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, brother Lorenzo, man, you are you are forever welcome on this platform. You know I what I mean. That, man. We, we would love to yeah, have you. Yeah. We would love to have you come on eventually yeah. in studio. Yeah, man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, man. I, I I was personally excited when uh, Nick announced that you was going to be on the show. I was like, oh yeah, shit, right. I that's what's up. I said I had last week. Oh, yo, when, yeah. look, when I um 
when I messaged when I messaged him and he was like, oh for sure, I was like, hell yeah, <laughs> 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 hell yeah. Hell yeah, look man, this has been a long time. We were supposed to do this back in June. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, we were, we were supposed to do this back in June because it was. And, and shit, what warmed my heart, Paul's goddamn, we gonna meet up at WrestleMania weekend in Tampa, you heard me? So, goddamn. <laughs> you already know the shit. The drunker you got. The more the Louisiana, the more Louisiana. It did. You know what I mean? It really did. You heard me. <laughs> right now he's a Southern Sonoma. <laughs> but, um,. Quick, quick, uh, <laughs> quick, man! Please let the people know just a little bit about uh, the current call podcast. What you're going to be talking about? When is it going to be dropping? Uh, how can people find you on your social media, such like that? Absolutely. Um. So yes, I will be um, hosting and dropping the Curtain Call Two Ks Curtain Call podcast at the end of January, 2020, top of the year, bottom of the month. Um, the Curtain Call podcast will kind of be what I would like to call, you know, the outside the lines of uh, wrestling podcasting. When we talk about mm. review shows, when we talk about pay-per-view review shows, when we talk about interviews such as this one, right? Um, there's going to be some of that, but more so I want to get into the, the, the nitty-gritty of this industry. I want to talk about where this thing started, how it started, um, the history of it, talking about things like current industry practices, um, what's going on with people's contracts. I really want to give this thing outside the lines, meet the press, um, you know, face the nation type approach. Because uh, when I was at Full Sail, I studied journalism and media after I got done with the creative writing program. And um, I just looked to just investigate a lot and report a lot um, on this particular industry. I named it the Curtain Call Podcast, as I said, that was literally the first wrestling show that I went to. Um, and to see those four guys like celebrating at the end was kind of confusing. Uh, I just thought it was the way it went. Um, but I thought that that day in particular, May 19th, also that was Malcolm X's birthday, um, that day in yes. 1996. Um, May 19th was a really interesting day in the industry because it really cracked open um, a lot, you know, and we see in that next year the screw job happened, right? Yes, sir. Um, so just these events in wrestling that basically kind of gave of fans a, a whole nother like side of things and how things look and how things really are it just makes me really curious to want to do a show um just discussing those things right and discussing exactly what makes this industry this industry the amount of money that it makes and just all of these things right so um i thought that originally i wanted to call this show live via satellite uh podcast it was really broad right kind of vague uh but uh, some people kind of like uh, sniffed me out and I got a uh, little email sent to me. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. So um, things decided to kind of change. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go with my gut. I got, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a creative person. I come up with titles on the daily, uh, which is different things, with just, you know, helping out the youth that I work with around media, around the city of Philadelphia and things like that. Um, so I'm just like, how can I be more creative? How can I really keep this going and not use this? email and this thing to kind of detract me from what I'm doing. Um, so that's why things got kind of pushed back for a while, but I'm just really excited, man. I'm looking to kind of add a lot on this show. I want it to be a really great listener experience um, for everyone. If they're not into wrestling, right? Or if they're just into things like uh, media, if they're into things like the economy and just shit like that. Um, I just really want to expound on those things, but have it be about this particular industry. Um, while still having fun at the same time, you know, 
Um, and I just want to say that uh, I appreciate y'all guys. You know what I mean? Like y'all being from Virginia. I know Mac is from Louisiana, and it's a state that I love. I got family out in Baton Rouge right now. Man, um, me. But just speaking about, like, you know, my Virginia background a little bit, you know, y'all in the state of Virginia right now, and I'm in the state of Pennsylvania, right? Yes, sir. And so the positive about this is that, you know, we are all men of color that are currently residing in Commonwealth states, yes, right? Yep. And in these particular <laughs> Commonwealth states, we're not locked up, right? We're not in no trouble. We making media. We doing something positive, right? We creating content. Um, so I just want to put that out there, man. I'm just really thankful for y'all and grateful for y'all, and I just really love what y'all do. Um, and I just really look for us to be side by side. You know, from now on, to certain things, if we want to cross brands, if we want to cross personalities, I'm all for that, man. I, I just want to work. You know, what I'm saying I just want to connect with my people and just do positive stuff. Straight up, man. Straight up. Absolutely. Uh, like, man, like this. Just make my heart just burst with joy out here. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? God damn. I've been listening to y'all for a long time, man. So I'm, I'm just pouring out myself because I've been listening to y'all for a while. So I just want to return that. And we appreciate no, it. You know you yes, got you got sir. four certified listeners when the current call drops. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Hopefully we can, you know, right. we can jump on that po- uh, podcast and, you know, talk Door with you. Door always open, bro. Man, look, that's, doors all, that's doors always going to be open. No doubt. And, you know, like, you know what I mean? You know, you know, just peek behind the curtain real quick, you know what I mean? Like, we've all, you know, we've all discussed something that, you know, that we have an idea for next year yeah. revolving around black wrestling fans and, you know, certain things and how to unite them together. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, we'll talk more about that more when that time comes. But, yep. uh, you know what I mean? As always, you can find me at Poetic Crippler on Twitter. You can find your boy El Chiquito at Ways Alito. Nolo Green at uh, Rally of the Leaf on Twitter and Instagram. And always DMAC Tardy at DMAC Tardy. <laughs> <laughs> and Lorenzo, where can they find you on uh, on Twitter, brother? Yes, I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot all, all platforms. All platforms. Or at least the important ones. Lorenzo For Real. At Lorenzo For Real. So that's at L-O-R-N-Z-O capital F. O-double-R-E-A-L. Lorenzo Farrell. And we, I'm going to tell you. Know, oh, he's going to say jump, jump chair. Pull the plug. Of course, we're going to tag you in um, your social media in the uh, the comments, in the um, the bio for the episode. Yeah, um, you know what I mean? Uh, like I said, this has been one of my favorite episodes that we've done. Mm-hmm. We're on the countdown to 50, gentlemen. Uh, 10 more to go. Yes, episode 50, December 22nd, tentatively. Things things could change, but episode fifty. Just quick before we get out of here, forty episodes. I'm extremely proud of this team. I'm extremely proud of where we're going. You know what I mean? Connections that we've made. You know what I mean? Brotherhoods that we've made. The laughs that we've done. Yes. Um, I'm just happy y'all let me stay here this long. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, no, nigga, I was like, yo, yo, he fucking with me. I'm glad you didn't talk to me. Because <laughs> sometimes I don't sometimes I don't laugh oh, when I joke. I'd be like, no, you're not part of the oh, show. We have a real serious episode of Wrestler's Court next time. <laughs> we gotta bring you up on something. <laughs> we call you by your real name. <laughs> Put your whole government out. <laughs> but damn. But of course, if you like what you're hearing, please go follow us on 
Twitter at BGWPod. And of course on Instagram for just for you know just for black love, mm-hmm. black pictures, black videos that I need to get back to doing. But you know you know what I mean. <laughs> Life has been kind of busy. You Have can you follow. Shot the shot at Teddy yet? Not yet, man. Like I said, I haven't been on I haven't been on that part of Instagram yet. Oh, but oh. you know what? I'm gonna do it this week. I'm gonna do it this I, week. I probably need to hit my grandmother because I told her about that shit and she was acting like she was one of Teddy's thoughts back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. So. On that note, Lorenzo, we appreciate you coming through, brother. I appreciate y'all, man. Peace and love. Peace and love. Oh, and we yeah. out. Out, baby. Peace. As things change, other things stay the same. Like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs. From small tickets to big tickets. From bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories. But it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes.